Did you already start recording? Did you sneakily start recording again? Is this I literally like, just hit the button. <laughs> I went to that. Okay. Sure you did. I did. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. See, this is how you get good cold opens. Is he just you're trying you to cold trap record? Me. <laughs> Somehow I know you're trying to like get get one over on me, and I'm gonna say something bad, and then you're gonna be like, "Well, I've got I've got you now." No, that's that is the furthest thing from my personality. I'll say that much. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what that's what someone who does that would say. <laughs> that's the uh, psychological tr- uh, trap. It's the trick. To get you, you a trick on me, I'm stunned. I'm doing the Tony Hawk like, Bow! you know, just did a kickflip. It was very cool. You missed it. Has anyone ever actually done a Christair? Um, I that's a video game only trick. I have to assume, right? I think so. It doesn't seem like I'm gonna Google is a Christair real. You could if you get enough like. The amount air. of like air you would have to get though would be like it'd kill you on the way back down. Yeah, because there's definitely video game only moves that you know they're just physically impossible for you to do in those games. But like that one seems like it is possible. It's a real move, is it? Holy shit! <laughs> the Christ Air was invented by skater Christian Hassoy. Recently, Denmark's Rune Gilfberg has become the Chrysler's most famous practitioner. In April 2007, professional skater Martin Jackson performed a 14-foot-high 14, 14 Chrysler, the second highest behind Hosey oh, himself, as also known to do Chrysler as Danny Way. Oh, shout-outs Danny Way. All right. You know, Chrysler's are real. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you just got to... It seems like you got to get a lot of fucking air to be able to do it, though, because you got to get that board out from under your feet into your hand, arms T-posed, and then you got to get it back there. That's too much. Were you ever? Did you ever like skate when you were a kid? Like, did you own a skateboard? Did you have no? Because I was incredibly un uh, coordinated, uncoordinated. Even though I was in karate, like I was coordinated for like karate and shit like that. But when I got that board, like I. I always would just like fucking try to push off and fall over. I think uh, I did an ollie once after like three hours of trying and then never <laughs> tried again. But I always liked looking at the like the the fucking catalogs of like all the skateboards and the shoes and the trucks. And I would always be like, I want oh, that yeah. board and those trucks and those, you know, wheels. That'd be so cool. And I'd be like, Mom, can I get one of these? And then she would always go, Can you ride a skateboard? And I would be like, Oh no. And she goes, Wouldn't you rather have video games? Oh yeah. Damn. Shouts out, my mom. <laughs> hey, speaking of video games, guess what? Hmm. I have more trophies in here. Welcome, friends, to I Have More Trophies Than You. This is a video game podcast about video games and the different ways that people play them. Dun, dun, I dun, dun. am. <laughs> Excuse me. Did you imagine? You fucking that's you talked over my entrance. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now with this shit? Are you fucking play the theme song again? Fuck this. Do it over.
friends. Do I have more trophies than you? <coughs> oh, fuck. <coughs> yeah, podcast. <laughs> Shit. Play the theme song again. I have more trophies than you. This is a video game podcast about video games and the different ways that people play them. I am your host, Dr. Ryan, the 64th best gamer in all of North America. And damn. And uh, hey, I'm your now relocated host. Oh, we can't say that. Yeah, Why can't we, we can't say that? that? Why can't then, we do that? Everyone would know where I am. Would you rather I said... Oh, well, see, you definitely can't say that. What's weird is I can't say that we, you and I both went to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo this week. We did. But I can't say that you live in. Correct. That's the bit. What? I got questioned about that bit. Did you really? I got questioned by somebody. I won't say who, who got, who asked me why, why is Chris so paranoid about people finding out where they live to which I had to point out it's a bit. Uh, uh, but they didn't they did not understand why <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh yeah it's it, it uh, here i'll explain it real quick yeah it's a bit like uh, I, I, oh wait hold on hold on okay so i can't say this will be believed out if i say that you live in yes but can i say that you used to live in indianapolis indiana yeah so that made it through i am i am from indianapolis indiana that's right that's where i've come from but now you're in do we have to bleep that part out? Um, I think we might. I have think to. so. I think yeah. we might just have to bleep it. Now, okay. Now, wait. Let me test this again. I live in Southern Oregon. Yes. That got through. Yes. Now, what if I say? <laughs> did that get bleeped? I don't know. Hey, right in. Did that get bleeped? Was there a funny what chuckle fu- afterwards? I don't. This sucks. <laughs> Oh, what's up, Chris? <laughs> hey, hey, yo, we went to Portland Retro Gaming Expo. PR, what is it? PRGE? Is that what people call P-G-R-E. it? Is that what the kids are calling Portland, it? PGRE. PGRE. Portland, no, PRGE. PRGE. Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah, we did. It was super fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, we fucking met up with Thailand. Thailand was there. Yeah. And bought video games. I bought some video games. Yeah. Uh, did you buy video games? I don't remember you buying anything. I bought three. That's not true. I, yeah, I bought three videos. You, I talked Thailand into spending a lot of money. <laughs> Yo, well, how much? T- Thailand bought a collector's edition of Fallout New Fallout Vegas, right? New Vegas. That was super sick. I'm still a little... Like, I was all joking about how you should buy it. And then when he said, no, I was going to buy it. And then he was like, I'll buy it. I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got caught. He got. He called your bluff yeah, he got, and raised he you. Me. Uh, he got some other. Th- he got like I got him. I talked him into buying like a box copy of Shadows of the Empire with a uh, instruction man or a strategy guide and some other things. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. We cool. got Tom. You got to write in next time and uh, yeah, let us know what you got. You, what you got and how much you spent. What'd you get? I spent because a paltry fifty dollars. That's it. Yeah. Well, I spent fifty. Oh. Four dollars, because okay, <clears throat> I bought a box, complete in box copy of Sonic Spinball for the Genesis, which I've been 
that's been on my list of, of games to get lately because I uh, when I was replaying through all the Sonic games on my stream what two years ago now uh, I fell in love with that game the game was really good so it's uh, it's a sleeper hit if you haven't played it go check out Spinball but I also got a uh, complete inbox copy of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone are uh, I guess it would be the Philosopher's Stone because it's outside of America but it's a Japanese copy for the PS1 uh, nice. And then I got a reproduction cart of Mother Three, the English uh, translation. I talked talk you into buying that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm really glad I got it though, because that has that is one of my favorite games of all time. Like I love Mother Three, and I've played it before. Like I played the uh, that translation of it whenever it came out. God, you know, ten years ago now. Like on you know just emulation uh so when they actually had like the physical copy there i was like Ooh, hold on hold on, hold on shut up uh breaking news breaking dude put in some breaking news music me astro astros ford yankees two Ooh. so that's don't the like final that. score so oh we really don't like that yeah we don't we don't like that uh uh by the way padres did win they did uh was it eight five today like yeah <clears throat> it was a big score it, wasn't, it's, it was a big score uh uh so padres are uh, at one one shit i'm very excited about that they just gotta keep yeah, going it's a seven five, game series right. right yeah it's okay. now it's a well i mean it's one and one so now it's really like it's a five game those ones didn't count now it's like a five game series yeah I mean, they, pa- padres can win those so anyway uh, i mean they beat, to cut you off they beat the mets and the dodgers yeah like the phillies that's not going to be that hard because let me just go out and say this right now. Philadelphia is a shithole town full of losers and nerds. Your whole town smells like farts and Philly cheesesteaks with cheese whiz on it are disgusting. So the Phillies are going to be nothing. 100%. And if agree. you're from Philadelphia and you listen to this, don't uh, write in. I hate you. Until baseball's <laughs> over and then you're cool. Just once, like- baseball's, once baseball's over, we're cool. But for right now, you suck. I've, I've only been to Philly once and that was for that uh, PAX unplugged and yeah, yeah. that was and the it, worst was convention sh- i've ever a, been to yeah because it was a shithole town yeah got yeah. it cool uh and the astros are cheaters and the yankees suck so padres all day um anyway what well, you were talking about mother three i'm sorry there's oh baseball. yeah mother there's three always gonna be baseball. baseball yeah baseball is the heart right now it is everything because uh well it's sad because my hawks you, did get you, knocked out will so. you will you officially right now say that in this series you support the san diego padres you know what i will because yes. uh they yes. they have like seven uh npb alums on their team so i'm all in what's uh yeah what's going on with japanese baseball the hawks are out hawks are out so it's, it's, it's the swallows versus the buffaloes in the japan championship yep who's uh have they played any games yet no there's a full week break uh, oh damn between. so yeah who do you who do you like i i think i want the swallows to win here i think it's the time i think it's time for the central league to like really step up its game so it, it would be which, really interesting for this if you had honestly if you had to tell me which one do you think is like the underdog the buffaloes for sure then i gotta root for the i gotta root for the buffaloes again like with the buffaloes they were they were trailing like they, they they were pretty down at the beginning of the season like i wanted to say they were like fourth place i think they even dropped into fifth for a little bit and then all the way to the end of the season they were kind of fighting for third place uh and then right at the end uh 
they won like three games in a row and then all like spots one through four were all within a game of each other and so it it came down to the last game of the season they ended up winning which put them uh they they ended up tying the hawks like was it like 65 to what was it 65 55 game or 65 wins uh 55 losses and then two ties i believe um a piece but the thing is, is since they won the final game of the season they got the advantage in the tiebreaker so they ended up being the first seed getting the home field advantage the fucking week off and then uh ended up playing the hawks for the pacific league championship and where they beat them well, in f- three games i believe four games maybe so i'm uh i'm officially supporting the where, where the oryx buffaloes where yeah they're uh is, like osaka osaka I was, yeah I, I fuck with osaka what is what's oryx what do they make uh oh my gosh i think I I think it's like a car thing. I don't know. Right, I've looked this up. I before. do I do love that all of the Japanese baseball teams are just like fucking owned by cor- like yeah. Just like over like they're all owned by corporations and rich people. Just like Japan's just like fuck it. We're you know this we're not gonna hide. We're gonna tell you exactly who owns this team. Nippon Ham Fighters, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Nippon Ham. It's so good. But like hey, there's hey two. Uh, Two players that I like are ex-fighters. You got you Darvish. He's a he was for the Padres, and you got fucking Shohei Otani. Yep, ex-fighter. Oh my gosh, I, that, one of the best, one of the best baseball players MLB has ever seen. But I, I wouldn't best. go as far as to say. Okay, so there's this dude named Nolan Ryan. <laughs> he throws a ball real fast. You're gonna tell me Shohei is a better pitcher? Yeah, I will actually. <laughs> He's not. He's not. Shohei's over here Shohei, throwing hundred two mile Shohei an hour rules. Uh, fast rules. rules. And I want him to be a Padre so bad. I know he signed another year with the fucking yeah. uh, Angels, but like you know they're gonna sell and everything's gonna be fucked. Would it be so cool if Shohei Tani was just like I like Southern California and fuck the Dodgers? I'm moving to San Diego. I wouldn't be surprised because like he he said like uh, where he goes next is mm-hmm. going to be based on fucking teams that can play because he was like uh I mean god that's the thing is you look at Shohei's numbers did this Shohei year play did Shohei ever play with you cuz I know they were on the fighters but I yeah. think they were on at the same time yeah Great. he's got a friend there and then they'll be like yo meet all these cool people want to fucking hang out with this guy his name's Manny Machado he fucking <laughs> rules and then they'll all be best friends <laughs> like he he put up numbers to have two MVP awards this year. <laughs> like it's insane. There, once again, I must note when it comes to best pitchers of all time, Nolan Ryan mm. throws this ball real fast. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to video games. Yeah. So you got the mother three. Was that it? That's all you got. Yeah. And then I bought a couple Pokemon cards because <laughs> apparently what? they were selling some. Yeah. I got a Radiant Gardevoir, a Hisuian Zoroark V, and a Kurem V. You want to hear what I got? Those are decks I want to build. What'd you get? You got a lot of shit. I, I remember. Bought, I bought some video games. Oh. Uh, so I bought, I bought a. You spent money. Just game only copy of The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX because I already had the book in the manual or the the box in the manual, so I completed that. I bought the box in the manual only to Castlevania: Harmony of Dissonance because I had the game completed that. Bought the book in, uh, the box in the manual to Pokemon Yellow. Got that one at a pretty good price. 
because I already had that game completed that. I would like to have all three original. I'd like to have a blue, a red, and a yellow complete. I think that would be really fun. Um, I got the book and the manual to Zelda. I keep saying book. Box and manual to Zelda the uh, the Minish Cap because uh, I already had that game. But I already had the manual, so I have an extra manual. Low-key one of that. the best Zelda games that they've ever made. It's a good Zelda. It's I don't really know. It's, it's definitely not in my top five, but... Do you I don't even your top know five Zelda? Have I, you ever talked about that? I I don't even know what they would be. I know that Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker would be very I high think up there. Without without putting the like, I would have to think for order. But if I was to say top five Zeldas, like just in no order, it would be Wind Waker, the Oracles, which I'm going to count as one game. I think that's that's, that's okay to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you, like, you can't even beat, beat it them, until yeah. you beat both of yeah. them. So, uh, Link to the Past. Uh, I'm going to say Link Between Worlds and Twilight Princess. I think those would be... No, I think Link's Awakening has to... Uh, oh, fuck. That's hard. I think... It's definitely Wind Waker, The Oracles, uh, Link to the Past, and then, man, for those last two, I'm going to go... Ooh, yeah, I'm going to go Link's Awakening and Ocarina. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think that's my top five. What would be your top five? I think Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker are kind of tied for first for me. That's um, fair. They just serve different things, so it's kind of hard to separate the two, I guess. Sure. Um, past that, I think it would be A Link Between Worlds. Great game. Um, Link to the Past. Great game. Um... Gosh, I, that fifth slot, I I might put. It would have to be either Oracle or um, Minish Cap. Minish Cap, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Now let me ask you this: top three worst Zeldas. Oh. So bottom bottom three Zeldas. <laughs> You're not gonna like this. Oh, you know what? Actually, in that fifth slot, I think I'd put Majora. I think I like Majora more than the other two. It's hard though. They're all like oh, so talking, good. I'm sorry. You mean mid Majora? No. Uh, top three, bottom three worst Zeldas easily. Ocarina of Time. Are, no, you're stupid. Are Twilight the Princess. What? Skyward Sword. You're dumb. There, it's uh, it's Adventures of Link, Skyward oh. Sword, and Spirit Tracks. No, it would be the CDI Zeldas. <laughs> Those don't count. <laughs> Those are not mainline Zeldas. No, re- realistically, the worst three Zeldas ever made are the Adventures of Link, Skyward Sword, and Spirit Tracks. I think it would be for me Skyward Sword, uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess is such and... a good fucking Zelda. You are high. No, 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 no. It it's, rules no, so no, no, hard. No. It's it's really not that good. Uh, it's amazing. It's got one of the cool. You gotta hold your dungeons. arm up in the air and just swing around. The, just play it on the GameCube. Uh, that's a, like a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had a copy of that on GameCube. There were like eight of them. I know, I saw them. And I was like, oh man, I if I had the money. I bought mine for $100 cash from Frank. Frank had a bunch of games and oh, he got rid of them. And he was just like, yo, I got Twilight Princess on GameCube. How much does that go for? And I was like, about 100 bucks. I'll give you 100 bucks. And he went, damn. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't I, know. I don't think that, I think that anyone that defends the adventures of Link is stupid. <clears throat> no, uh, it's, think, it's a solid game. I really like it. It's not. It sucks. I think Skyward Sword is a fucking mess. 
No, Skyward Sword is a mess, and, I, and I, I, the thing is, I don't is think Twilight boring. Princess is any less of a, a mess. About a train. Than, uh, You're dumb. <laughs> I, I, we're done with this. Okay, what else did I buy? Okay, so, <clears throat> so I got, yeah, I got the box, box, box. I got a uh, complete in box. I got Super Mario Advance Four. That's Super Mario Brothers Three. I'm only missing Super Mario Advance Three, Yoshi's Island, to have all the Super Mario Advance on Game Boy Advance. I love those. I got, but I, so a lot of these I'll sell right now. I already owned like a, just a, just a copy of the game, but not like all the stuff. So I like rebought it and then I, I flipped and I sold a, a bunch of these already made like a couple hundred bucks already just on, uh, reselling some of my, the games I already had. So oh, shit. I've made it a little bit, but not much like 200 bucks. So, um, so I, I've, I got Super Mario Brothers. I got Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, which is the Game Boy Color version of Super Mario Brothers One. I did get the Adventures of Link, even though I hate that game, because <laughs> uh, I want every box Zelda. Uh, I got Disney's Adventures in the Magic Kingdom, which is an NES game where you're trying to go through Disneyland and uh, go on rides to find keys. I got both Oracle games. I got Zelda. A Link to the Past Game Boy Advance. I got Mario Party 1 complete in box. I got um, a PlayStation Vita game called Brotherhood United, which is a shitty, easy platinum, but it's one of those, like, um, they made the physical version so I can plat it again. Right. Uh, I got, you got me to buy the fucking Dot Hack series on PS4. I'm excited. I really hope we do an episode on that sometime next year. I also got a game called Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion XL, which is the Cartoon Network uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a, a Smash clone? It's a rare game with an easy plat. Oh, shit. I also got the uh, Blu-ray version of the movie Not For Resale, which is, I guess, some documentary about, like, mom and pop video game stores. It just looked interesting. Huh. Uh, it was sold by... Have you heard of that? What's that guy's name? The Pat the NES Punk guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know much about him. I just know that, like, he talks about NES games and he's from San Diego. And I was wearing a Mega 64 hat. He's like, yo, Mega 64. I love them. You know, they're from San Diego, too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my friends, blah, blah, blah. And it's like... And then we just started... I just... Because that was the day right after the... The... Uh, had beaten the fucking Dodgers and I was like, yeah, we watched that game. It was like, ah, it was so good. And then that night when I was driving home, we'll talk about later is when they fucking clinched. And that was a great fucking night. Anyway. And then I also <laughs> found uh, a figure. I don't usually buy figures, but these, these dumpster fire figures. And they made one with the, this is fine dog. You know, the dog and the fire. Yeah. This, is, this is fine. It was like 30 bucks. So I got that. Uh, should I say the grand total of what I spent? Yeah, no. you have to. Because here's the thing is yeah. I showed up at the convention around noon. And funnily enough, I was like just pulling out my phone. Like I was running to the bathroom and then I was pulling out my phone to to text you and, and Tylon because Tylon uh, messaged me earlier in the morning was like, hey, I'm, I'm driving down. I'm going to go to the convention for the day. And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, and so I was going to text you guys and you were calling me uh, and then walked over about five feet to see you guys and you were like i've spent this much money <laughs> and i was just so, like god damn son <laughs> everything i just said i spent one thousand three hundred and seventy five dollars god damn and i had so much more money to spend that i would have spent on there was a booth where this guy was just getting rid of all of his vita shit and i would have bought so much more but i was saving money for the auction yeah only to find out the auction got fucked 
because it, do you know do you know this company whatnot what never heard of them basically trying to be like a live streaming ebay yeah they suck shit yeah they, um, they've so ruined they it took over, usually every year saturday night of the portland retro gaming expo there's an auction where people bring a bunch of weird stuff and like rare stuff and it's just hey people in that room they bring cash some most of the time like sometimes people will be like yeah i'll take paypal if you got it but mostly it's just cash only right and it's like weird shit like one year there was you know some guy brought a bunch of old signs and shit one year somebody like howard phillips brought a copy of uh the first issue of nintendo power and put his nintendo fun club president sticker in it oh shit or not not sticker i'm sorry uh business card you know fun stuff like that one year there was this unreleased like nes prototype of breakout 2 that had never been dumped and then steven lynn who is like a a big up in a bunch of i think he's like a big ceo and i want to say 10 cent or something like that i don't know but uh he's also really big in like video game collecting and supporting the video game history foundation was literally bidding against some other guy who wanted it for his private collection and steven lynn won it and then said immediately was like i'm gonna dump this tomorrow killing the value of it but he didn't give a shit like that shit was so cool so I'm like, you know, it's been three years since they've done one of these. I cannot wait to get there. The auction is being put on by Whatnot. You can't bid cash. You can only bid using the Whatnot app. And we're going to put it online so everybody around the world can bid at the same time. So stupid. Oh, they killed it. Uh, it was nothing really good. It was a bunch of just graded games and like some signs. There was some other things, but it was just like, fuck this. I was fully planning on staying all of Saturday and a little bit of Sunday. After that happened, I even though I had like had a hotel room for another night, I said fuck that. I checked out of my hotel room and just drove home. Yeah, it. I even heard because uh, oh. like well, we were there. Got, hold on, I also yeah. got the original Pokemon uh, official players guide with. Oh, the that's right. Yeah. God, what a fucking nostalgia thing too. When you, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, because I have a my Game Boy has a bunch of those stickers on it from when I was a kid, but. No, yeah, like, I'd heard, like, uh, a bunch of people talking about that auction. And just, it was like, oh, shit, it wasn't worth going to. It was kind of a waste. Like, yeah, I, it'd be really interesting to see if they kind of backpedal on that next year or if it just made so much money that, like, that's just how it is now, you know? So, earlier in the year, when they announced they were going to finally come back after COVID, they did this thing. They did a swap meet. I, I did the same thing. I drove up. Mm-hmm. one night after work went to in the morning drove home afterwards because it was only for a couple hours um yeah. and it was just a smaller version of this just a bunch of people with with uh booths selling video games that's where like i got all the donkey kongs and everything um and whatnot had a booth there was the first time i've ever heard of them and i just remember my first like interaction with it was this one chick at a booth yelling as loud as she could while people are looking at video games all right who wants to like she was doing some stream and it was like who wants to buy this wants to buy this you know it's only five dollars five dollars oh six dollars i got you hey vegeta fan 437 (laughs) like literally at the top of her lungs screaming on this thing to sell video games and like i could hear from the other side of the thing i was like if this is what whatnot is it fucking sucks yeah. Um, I've only ever watched one whatnot stream. It was uh, a friend of mine, his name's Jeff, and he was selling stuff, and he his was okay, but it was like the same thing. It was just like he put games up, he put a price, 
And basically it's that thing of like, if somebody bids, there's a timer, but if somebody bids, it adds like 30 seconds to the timer. So it just uh, keeps going. So it keeps going forever. Yeah. Uh, and he was selling a copy of Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver, and I didn't, I didn't get either of them. Uh, speaking of, at my local game store, there is a copy of Soul Silver for $120, but it doesn't have the, the Poco um, Walker. The Poco Walker, but it's uh, just like I, I don't need that. Uh, but what if I did? <laughs> well, what if I had it? Was, uh, Silver was the last one you played, right? Or did you even play so Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver? No, just like Silver and Gold, right? Like that's the last ones I beat. Okay. Because I was gonna say, I, like those, I've, the remakes are couple, really good. It is, but also it's just like I'm not gonna play Pokemon again. I've fucking played it. I get it. Um, you know what? I think. Oh god, it's hard to say that I like to commit to this because I really don't want to. But like, I don't know. I'm actually kind of curious about this next Pokemon game because it sounds like they're addressing a lot of the problems I have with the franchise right now. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something we should look into. Maybe Pokemon is changing and maybe it's like finally time to look at that series again. I don't know. It. I'm really curious as to how Scarlet and Violet are going to play. Out. Is it that you go around and you get Pokemon and then you have to fight the gyms and you always have to try and like have one Pokemon with all the HMs on it. And at the end of the day, it's just the same game over and over and over again. No, because uh, no, it sounds like they, that's what it is. They they took out the HM stuff like forever ago, so you don't even need a Pokemon with HMs anymore. You just like can just I don't know taxi everywhere basically. Um, they they just have circumvented the system for it. I guess there there's a new system around it, but like all the gems, you can do them in any order you want. Like it's a completely open world game now, so. Oh, is Pokemon Elden Ring now? Uh, it sounds like that's what they're trying to do. I mean, you know, they're trying to go for that more open aspect to it. Um, I don't know. It just seems like maybe they're finally trying to to change up the formula. And from what I've heard, like with Arceus, it's like apparently Arceus was a good step. So I don't know. It, it might be it might be time worth looking into a new Pokemon. Because, again, I played Sword and Shield. Like, uh, So anyone who fucking told me that game was good, you're eating horseshit because that game fucking sucks. Like, even my my wife was playing it on the car right over to, to where we live now. Like, that fucking long-ass 35-hour drive. And she was just like, this game sucks. <laughs> like, it's not fun. She fell asleep playing it because it was so fucking boring. So I don't know what people see in that game, but... I am curious as to what people think about this next one. This this one, I think, will be the make or break. Like, if this one really isn't that good and it's just still kind of the same thing, just slightly different, I think people really got to start voting with their wallet then. But I don't know. Pokemon fans seem to, you know, buy everything blindly. So we'll see. We'll see. I think Pikachu is cool. Pikachu is cute. Really, really good mascot. Like they, they really nailed it on that one. Yeah, he's cool. Isn't it weird that like they like Satoshi? What or what's his name? Um, uh, who's the who's the fucking dude that made Pokemon? Um, it's not like Izuka. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Whenever he created Pokemon, uh, like Rhydon was the first Pokemon he made, and like Clefairy was gonna end up being the the like mascot, and then they like last minute changed it to Pikachu. How fucking different would it be if Clefairy ended up being 
the mascot of Pokemon instead of Pikachu. I've been fucking wild. All right, let's get off of Pokemon. <laughs> right. So anyway, the Retro Gaming Expo was cool. I it was. I, bought, I wish I would have bought more stuff. I've got all this fucking cash in front of me that I didn't spend. Put it in the bank. I'm to spend it on that. That's boring. Maybe don't have me saying that now that it just came out of my mouth. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that. How do I say this without sounding like a shithead? Uh, Sometimes I forget that I have been working for a long time. Right. And that I have accrued a certain amount of wealth that I don't mean to rub in other people's faces, but I passively do because it's become normal for me. Right. It is. It has become. Well, I mean, you've worked for it. So, I mean, you get it's, uh, you get to. But like at the same time, it's like, can I? OK, you're going to bleep this out. I'm going to say something to you. Yes. And I'm going to tell you that what I'm projected to bring in this year. Oh my and God. I want your honest reaction. But you have to bleep the number out. OK. Shut the fuck up. No. F- that, are you serious? Yeah. God damn, dude. Is that before taxes or after taxes? Before. That's what that's. That's my my gross. Not my net. Right. I was going to say write offs. That's before like expenses. That's yeah. that's I mean, I can tell you what I'm projected to bring home myself before taxes. It's got to be like half of that, right? Well, at least you're paying your fair share. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is. I mean, hey, that's a that's a lot of money. You got to get a bitchin' house, man. Like, I really do. You, you got to get a bitchin' house that we can all like party at. Because <laughs> holy I'm shit, trying. Uh, you should build. You right you now. should just build. Because then you I get really the house want- that you want. I, what I want is the house that I grew up in that my parents sold a while ago and these other people bought it and painted it a weird gross green color. <laughs> if that ever goes over sale, I just want it. Um anyway, bleep that all out. I don't want to be like an asshole. Yeah. Anyway. Uh so yeah, I bought some video games. Uh and now we're here to talk about video games. Yeah. Uh, Did you play them any video games in the last week? I've been kind of busy between that and some other stuff. I've only platinumed one, two. I've only gotten three new platinums and one hundred percent. Damn. And they're not really that impressive either. So, like, uh, I platinumed a game called Five E's, which is literally just a bad clone of Yahtzee because I like Yahtzee and it seemed it took like twenty five minutes. It was like a it was like a dollar, and it was just like, oh, I like Yahtzee. I'll play Yahtzee for like twenty five minutes while I'm watching baseball. Uh, then I see pa- just rolling dice and hoping that you roll all the same number. It's strategy. shut up it was fun i like (laughs) i me and my family used to play yahtzee all the time so it's fun i have good memories that's fair i did did platinum a new christian mingle game (laughs) because i wanted to see how good i could do it and it's called united states capitals breakthrough gaming activity center and it was literally just how quickly can you name a bunch of state capitals and guess what i can name a bunch of state capitals in a minute 37 seconds (laughs) uh then i did platinum the ps5 version of the of the cowabunga collection so I did the yeah. Cowbunker collection again. And then last night, I finally beat all of the different ways to beat Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Nice. How is that game? That's a... Games, I want to talk about... So I know we have a, a game this this episode, but I want to really quickly just spend a little bit of time on this one. Yeah, so this is this like game. my me game for a second. Um, do you like Castlevania? Yeah, I love Castlevania, but... but like Not Castlevania, the ones where it's like a, Cas- a, a Metroidvania. Do you like Castlevania where it's a... You know, just a single like yeah, like, kind of this one where it's just 
uh, uh, one linear path with the only difference being different ways to go if you don't have specific power-ups. Like then the third one in Super yeah, 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 yeah. Castlevania? Then you'll like Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. So the I haven't played Ritual of the Night, which is like the big one, but this was basically like, as far as I, I believe they made this to like, yeah, this was did that Kickstarter. They made this as like to hold people over until right. Ritual of the Night came out. And the idea is that you're some guy named Zangetsu. I don't know if that plays into the game. And he's on a quest to kill demons because the demons are coming <laughs> to kill chaos. And, um, yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck what your name is. Uh, <laughs> that I'll tell you right now. Uh, that game definitely game not not the game of the year. Not even making it above eight. That <laughs> moment will definitely be one of the top three best moments or sequences of the year. <laughs> Perfect. I'm into uh, that. Enough- <laughs> I don't give a fuck what your name is. That and the the part in the quarry when you knock a bookcase over so that the Ethan Suppley can't uh, get Justice Smith, and Ethan Suppley goes, uh, "You can't hide in my own house, fucker." And then Justin Smith, in a really low voice, goes, "You're the fucker." <laughs> no, Am I, I showing you that clip? No, like I haven't seen like wait. I need I need to show you this really quick. I I like the very beginning of the game when fucking uh, was it Ted Raimi is like it's not a fucking hotel. Like don't you fucking listen to me? Like losing his damn mind Uh, with this like weird jello face jiggling around. I'd like you to watch this clip really quick and give your live reaction. Let's do it and include the audio if you can. I think I can. All I gotta do is hit this button. No, yeah. You can't hide from me in my own house, fucker! You're a fucker. <laughs> You're a fucker. It's pretty good. That game... Uh, we can't get back in that. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, we lost your audio for a little bit. Um, Interesting. Well, that's funny. When did you lose my audio? Uh, whenever I cut out to the uh, the clip. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, look, this is all you missed because I'm cutting back in right here. We lost Ryan's audio for a second. Big whoopsie. Uh, you know, it happened. They heard, they heard the fucker line, right? That's all that matters. Yeah, you heard the fucker line. And then I was like... Did they not hear crazy. anything from there until now? Yeah. So like, Oh, so we lost minutes. everything. No, just... No, 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 no. You lost like three minutes of, of dialogue. Yeah, so which all is shit that I've been talking about. So we about start over. Castlevania, yeah. Okay, or not so Castlevania, Bloodstain. Yeah. Welcome, welcome back. You missed me. Take two. <laughs> okay, so take two. First of all, welcome to Monday. We like uh, no, Mondays around that. here. No, we wait, like we Mondays do like Mondays. Here. We do. Sorry, Garfield can eat my. Well, we also no, we love Garfield. I'm wearing my Garfield robe. I got a Garfield robe that I got from uh, Dumb Good, and he's got uh, a pillow, and he's got his little pookie. Uh, <laughs> uh teddy bear and i love garfield and if you don't like garfield you're not a friend of mine Damn. uh anyway okay so bloodstain curse of the moon was made as a kind of holdover while ritual of the night was getting done it is an eight bit old school original castlevania so not like a metroidvania it's a right. linear path there's eight levels with a boss at the end of each one and you play this guy named zengatsu who's got it to kill the demons and the big like hook to it is at the end of the first three levels, when you defeat the boss, you'll meet a companion. You can either uh, have them join you and they become a playable character that you can switch between. 
you can kill them and absorb their soul for a special soul art power, or you can ignore them and nothing happens. Uh, and that's it. Uh, there are some extra modes, but the trophies are basically, there's eight trophies for beating each level the first time. And then there's another one. There's six levels for getting the six different endings, which I'll talk about really quick. And then there's a boss rush mode, which is actually very hard, but I'm going to clue you on a little cheat. Oh, shit. So really quickly, the six endings that you need to see is you got to beat the game with recruiting everybody. That's like the good ending, right? Right. And that's at the at every stage you get to recruit. The first girl you recruit, I think her name's like, Mar- I don't remember the people's names, but like the first girl is the girl from Ritual of the Night. Yeah, and sense. she's got a whip, so she's got a longer attack, and she's got a higher jump, and she's got a slide under. Uh, the next one is like some wizard man, and he can uh, do magic. And then the fourth one is like Al. It's supposed to be an Alucard. It's a vampire. He could turn into a bat and fly. This is it's again like yeah, it's I, probably it's, it's it fucking is. Castlevania three. <laughs> like it's the yeah, the same like set. that it's just yeah. Castlevania three. Well, we lost what? That. This was made by the guy that made Castlevania three. So yeah, like what that. is it? Is it Ita got Igarasha? Actually, I think Iga just made Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah, he didn't make Castlevania three. He was too busy working on Tokameki Memorial at that time. Or actually, that would have been game to the West. Put that game in English so I can platinum it. Um, Fuck. All right. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, he can fly. And so what it is, is that like it's a linear path, but there's different offshoots. It's like, hey, if you don't, what will happen is like if one person dies, if like while you're playing, if somebody takes lethal damage, you'll get a, a stop and go back and then you'll have all three of the other people. But that person will be dead until you beat the level. So it's like if you get to an area where it's like, well, I can't jump over this because I don't have whatever her name is to do the high jump. I got to take the lower path and lower path might be harder and not have as many good power ups. And they all have different secondary weapons and they all have different categories. Uh, now, there is you can play this game two ways, veteran mode or casual mode. Veteran mode is that you have a limited number of lives before a game over and you have collision, which means if you get hit, you get knocked back. Or you can play in casual mode where you have unlimited lives and you don't get knocked back. Play on casual mode because there's nothing that makes you play in veteran mode. And like having to like if you getting hit by one of those Medusa heads and getting thrown off to an instant death is fucking infuriating and no one should have to deal with that. <laughs> anyway, so the first playthrough, you got to get all the adventures and you got to get through the game with everybody. The next one is once you've done it that way, you unlock nightmare mode. Nightmare mode is the game, but the main dude is missing and you start with all three of the secondary people. <laughs> and then the final boss is different. It's that guy. Zengatsu, whatever, has been taken over by the demons. Oh my god. You need god. to fight him to get the demons out, and then you get the, the ending where you don't have demons in him. Then you gotta uh do a mode where you kill all of them and get their soul art. So what it is is if it when you meet them, if you instead you strike them with your sword and kill them, you get a soul art. Like the first one is you get what is the first one? The first one is you get a double jump, the second one is you get a slash. And the third one is you get a dash. Okay. And it's just so that the main guy can double jump and shit. Right. They become, they, they become important later. I'll explain why. So the next one is that there's one for, uh, it's called get the normal ending, which in that one, you have to recruit the girl, but kill the other two guys. And then the other ending is that you have to kill the girl and ignore the other two guys. And play it by yourself. It's very weird. 
Uh, and then the final ending is you have to play the game without sacrificing or recruiting anybody. But there's a way around that. You can play what's called ultimate mode, where in ultimate mode, the bosses are harder, but you get all the soul arts to start out with. So even though you're, you're ignoring everyone and not getting their soul arts, you are having them. It's just that the bosses have some extra attacks. On that one, the boss of level two, who's like this ice turtle man, is kind of annoying because he does like, he's got a little bit extra health in the way that he throws his ice. You just get hit a lot faster. And then the final boss is way more annoying because he has like so much more health and he attacks so much faster. Oh, but course. that's the six ways to play the game. The best thing I can tell you about that is literally just put it on casual mode. You'll have infinite lives and just keep trying until you find what works. The best, uh, the best weapon for most of that game sub weapon is the whip, uh, which is an upward diagonal strike. It's really good at hitting enemies and bosses. Uh, so like zangatsu has got three separate sub weapons. One is that where it's the whip that shoots up and, you know, up and diagonally up. Right. One is a, like a talisman that you throw at the ground and it creates like a dot where it's just this little circle. And then one is like a dark flame where by using it, you do extra damage. Hmm. That one's really good on ultimate mode for fighting the final boss because you just do a bunch of damage. Uh, but other than that, I usually use the whip. And then for the girl, she can either have a scythe that goes back and forth like a boomerang or three uh, fucking, what's it called? Three um, three daggers that she shoots upwards. And you've got a magic meter and you can, you know, break candelabras to find more magic, which is nice. Of course. So get through that. And then the hardest one that's supposed to be is the, big, the boss rush mode, because how boss rush works is that you've got one chance to get all eight bosses down in a row. There's in between each one, you go back to a room where there's one of each sub weapon and two hearts. But the thing is, once you take one, you don't get it back. So like if you use a sub weapon on boss one, it's gone for the rest of them. But there's a cheat. What you do is before you press X to start it, if you hold R1 square and triangle, you will get all the soul arts. You have infinite magic and that room will uh, replenish after every boss instead of never. So it becomes a little bit easier. Oh, the only problem is that final boss is still a bitch because when you go through the game, you can find permanent upgrades to like health and magic. But there's two important ones. There's a gauntlet that gives you extra attack power and a uh, suit of armor that gives you extra defense. And you don't get those on boss rush mode. So the boss can. And you also can't find hearts that give you more health or more magic. So the boss can fuck you up. And if you die then that one's out for the whole boss rush mode. And then you have to start all over again at boss one. It took me like three tries to do it. Oh shit. Three, three uh, tries. That's still pretty quick though. Like, well, I mean, it's like 15 to 20 minutes each try. I would say for fun, I'm giving this game a gold for the amount of different ways you have to play the game. And like, just kind of how boring it, you have to play that game six times. Mm. And like I said, it gets kind of annoying. Yeah. I'm going to give this game just for trophies. I'm going to give it a silver. Cause I think they overdid it a little bit in playing because other than that, like it's the only trophies in the game are those six endings, the boss rush, and then beat each stage once. So they're kind of boring. Now, have you played the other Bloodstained game? Like the one that's more of a ritual of the night, like the actual yeah. big one? No, I have a copy. I was able to get a copy pretty cheap, but I haven't played it yet. But I figured since this came out first, I should play this first. Right. And then it is probably kind of it. sometime next year or maybe next Halloween, I'll play ritual of the night. Sick. There's I'm also a Curse of the Moon of 2 that I haven't looked into, but I think that's another like 8-bit scroller, but that one's got a platinum. Hmm. I want to check these That one's out. also not on Vita, though. I played this, I played the digital, or I played the physical version from Limited Run on Vita. Right. Because, uh, you know, that was fun. 
Shoutouts to the Vita. One Played it at my office I've ever made. I'm a big Vita boy. I really liked my Vita. I, I wish, like... I, I still like my Vita, so and I'd like my Vita more. more if I'd, I would have had more Vita games to play uh, <laughs> if I had not had to save the money that I'm holding. Yeah. Uh, and could have spent it at that booth if whatnot hadn't fucked me. <laughs> oh, fuck you, whatnot. Anyway. <laughs> Unless you want to give us money, then... No, I don't want to take we'll money. No, that's actually, no, actually, that's the one sponsorship we will not take. I won't let us. Mm. No, nope. we're not getting sponsored. Money, uh, money. <laughs> I've also, I also played a little bit of Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which yeah, is the I, Ghostbusters Dead by Daylight. Frank got me and a bunch of people codes, and we played a little bit of that. Uh, it seems fun, but whatever. I was gonna say I saw it on your uh, PSN profile, and I was. I will say for this one, it. the only reason I'm like I don't really like these asymmetricals because they always die. This one I'm not worried about because you can play the whole thing offline against bots. So mm, okay, yeah, because uh, that uh, that Dragon Ball one came out and uh, Jared I wants me to get that one to play with him really bad. Jared's been playing that a lot, so I feel like once I get back from this trip, oh, if people don't know, if you're listening to this, it's Monday. I'm back. I had to go to my grandmother's funeral, mm-hmm. so I'm my headspace is a little wonky right now. <laughs> um, anyway. I'm yeah, I that play that one with Jared. I played the beta of it, and I just, uh, I just don't like that genre of games. I, you know, this one I was okay don't. because it was more just like for the Ghostbusters. You're just busting around. You're just using your PK just meter, busting. trying to find. You're they're really only doing. Two, it's very bare bones. Like you're only doing mm-hmm. one of two things. You're either trying to find these rifts that are like if the ghost dies, it's like an extra life, but they've got to hide them in things. So if you can find them in in objects, you you kill one of their lives or you got to bust the ghost, which is you got to do the little proton pack throw the, the fucking trap out and get in the trap. That's it so far. And then the other hand, you can play as the ghost where you're, you're trying to like haunt this place and like slime the ghostbusters. And so like to get the platinum, you have to do both sides. I don't know if I'll ever get the platinum, but I'll have fun playing some. I've also, I'm two chapters into the walking dead season one on PS3 which you're probably asking yourself, Ryan, have you already platinum that game three times? <laughs> once on the PS3, once on the PS4, and once on the Vita? How are you getting trophies in it again on the PS3? Because I imported the Japanese copy! It's all in English. Right. It is the exact same game. The only difference is that instead of X being select, uh, Circle is select. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way it should have been. It comes with a time. cool with some cool inserts in the in the because it's all japanese for like watching the japanese version of the walking dead oh that was kind of cool uh i'm actually was huge over there i was really surprised telltale i have almost every telltale platinum we should do a telltale episode sometime i can tell you about Mm. that'd be good i mean new tales from the borderlands comes out or the second issue the second series of uh the fucking wolf among us we should do a telltale episode well we all know how i feel about these walking simulator just it's not a walking do nothing video games where you just kind of walk forward and yeah and walker is that what you're talking about what that's a walking that's a walking simulator no got the word walk in the title it's got walker like texas ranger and walker texas ranger Uh, (laughs) so that puts me at country rank 64 world rank four oh fuck me Hmm. It was 64 420. I was so excited to oh, uh, say that, but I went up by one. I'm a 419. How did you go up by one? How did that change? Uh, in, like somebody 
Somebody quit. Somebody yeah, threw their I, hat in. The last time I checked was before <laughs> I got the last trophy in. Uh, yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm a couple. What I'm if a couple trophies ahead of 420? What if every time, like, okay, follow me here, because yeah. I think we've had this conversation before, where it was like I went up, but I didn't play anything. Like it just like numbers got weird or something. Sometimes people get thrown off for cheating. Yeah, like what if instead of that, it was like if that person like died they got no, they, removed from it they, they wouldn't like, get removed this when, person listen they in the future in the service. far future in the far future when i die uh my dr dr pepper will stay on the leaderboards forever until you get and i'm gonna have for cheating no i can't get reported for cheating once <laughs> i'm dead and i'm gonna have a tombstone with a fucking digital lcd screen on it that just <laughs> constantly shows it just scrolls through all the games I ever platinumed, and it's going to be dope. Of course, it's not going to matter because I'm never going to die because I'm going to live to see the singularity and put my brain on the internet and live forever as a, as a consciousness on the internet like in San Junipero, and I'm going to platinum things forever. In the metaverse. Or maybe I'll just, you know, fucking outlast. Or we'll all be dead because, you know, Ukraine and Russia caused World War Three, and we all get bombed to hell. Yeah, that's probably the most likely scenario that's at this point. Likely, <laughs> yeah. So play video games now because yeah. what are you even playing? Um, I don't know. I haven't really. I mean, I've been driving for a week. <laughs> Would you play while driving? You didn't do all the driving. No, I didn't. Uh, you know what? I I got into my Game Boy Advance and I played a lot. I played a lot of like card games that I could play on the Game Boy Advance. So I played like the Pokemon TCG on my Game Boy. Played uh, the Dragon Ball Z card game on my Game Boy Advance. There's a Dragon Ball Z co- Game Boy Advance card game. Yeah, it's it's the old like score game, but uh, it, it goes up to the what's it called? Trunks on it. I think just Dragon Ball Z collectible card game for Game Boy Advance. They had a copy of it at that uh, retro game. Expo. Oh, why didn't you point it out? I love buying cards. I have, I, feel like I, uh, I, I have the remember. Dragon Ball. I have the fucking Pokemon TCG game on Game Boy Advance, and I also have the Nintendo DS Marvel game. That I wanted to fucking because that's the versus system, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I've been wanting to play that. Like, I played I that when it came out. I actually I played the actual like game when it came out. Yeah, that was a game like. No one played it in my area, so I never had a chance to play it. And then whenever I started like getting into old card games and stuff, that was kind of one that just like always eluded me. I, I played the new version of it that's currently being done by Upper Deck. I'm not a big fan of it, but I've heard it's you know different. So it it's same same kind of stuff with how L5R changed to the the Fantasy Flight one. But I I do like the Fantasy Flight version of uh, L5R. But uh, yeah, I played a lot of Dragon Ball collectible card games. I can games. get uh, the Dragon Ball Z collectible card game GBA 2002 CIB unused right now for $89. With the cards? Uh, Inside? No, I think it's just the game. Uh. Oh, here's one with the cards. Yeah, Hold like, on. Confrontation was such a good card. The game, the manual... Some card called Red Overbearing Attack and the game for $90 free shipping. But no, like, but the game, or I could just get the, a loose copy of the game itself for $15. You get the game, it, it's solid. I, like, I, I mean, I like that I game. A, I need it in box. Get it in box. I, uh, I would love a box copy of that game. 
because I, I really do like it. I, I love the old score DBZ. I, I love the retro version of it that people are still kind of keeping keeping alive. But that is a it's a hard game to to learn, especially because the fucking the AI in that game is like it feels like they they just had fucking um pro players like programming because they play there's a card okay called trunks energy sphere right it's one of the best cards in the game it prevents you from playing a combat card uh and combat cards are kind of like they're all utility um really powerful effects but you know it, the only card that can stop them is that one card, Trunks' Energy Sphere, right? Yeah. And every time I play a combat card, motherfucker on the other side, the AI, is just like, yeah, I got an Energy Sphere. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you won't have one this turn. Like, every deck, they've got three Energy Spheres. And I'm like, okay, who taught the AI so that this was the best so card in the game? Not to buy, so you're telling me not to buy this game? No, it's just you will have to learn how to be good at the card. Like, the thing is, I know I've been you playing this I'm game for 20 buy, years. I'm not going to so. buy this game. I'm not going to buy this game. And I'm going to just, it's going to be one of those games where I don't care enough about to buy it. But if I find it in the wild. Yeah, do that. Next, because, uh, next year when we go to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, because you live in. Nope. Uh, uh, no, you live uh, <laughs> if you if you see it, point it out, and maybe I'll pick it up. Hell yeah, it's a fun little game. I could. That's the thing about it. Like, if I wanted, I can have every like rare game I want right now just via eBay. That's no fun. Yeah. I like finding them in the wild. That's the hunt, hunt is, is part of it. Yeah. Because if I wanted to play these games, I just play. Like, that's not hard. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to get every Mario things. Party, but like, if I want to play a Mario Party, they're all fucking on. That switch which service so it's just yeah. like they're there oh i mean they're going to be but are those gonna have a online multiplayer they fucking better um and then we're gonna play it what what have you been playing you so yeah i see card right. games on the thing what else <laughs> oh uh final fantasy 14 i don't know if you've heard doesn't of this count game. doesn't uh, count played a bit of that they got the new new patch went in very excited good doesn't stuff count halloween event uh um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna play some of that yeah, I think that's outside of that. I have this plan. I have been so playing. A you're gonna help game. me. Hold on. You're gonna help me finish out the PlayStation Four Platinum, which is yes. just gonna be doing a bunch of fates from the original uh, fucking uh, Arun Reborn. Reborn. That's gonna be boring, but we're just gonna jam through it. Yeah. Once that's done, and I move on to PlayStation Five, I have to do like three thousand fucking. Uh, fates but those can be anything and then i also have to do like a shit ton of dungeons and we're just gonna you and i are going to get max level blue mages just for fun yeah and we're also going to just do a bunch of random shit and i'm going to eventually the goal is to have that platinum both those platinums done by what by next you think by december next year i could yeah i think you do those games. i think i mean good. our friend shango did it like that, guy, super that, guy's a, that, that guy's a nerd yeah you're a nerd shango fucking nerd hit or miss i guess you never miss huh <laughs> hold on hold on, hold on. <laughs> wait i need to share my screen this, with you this is how it goes one second that's how it starts see this bit right here that we're setting up right now is for one person uh well this i guess it's, it's for three people but. Over uh over 500 people have listened to this episode already that's usually what we're getting right something like that i'll 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 share but this is for one of them do you, can you see my screen? I can't. Make sure that I'm not cut out again. 
<laughs> You're good. Okay. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, I think I'm a jazz. Let me get a yellow babber. Can I get a yellow babber? Ha 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 ha. Jack my swag. Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. We got you. Thank you for <laughs> indulging me. Uh, I haven't streamed in a while. I missed this thing. I haven't either. Oh, gosh. You know what? Actually, can I do a self-plug real quick? No! Uh, one one wait, hour wait, into wait. the show. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ask me if you can do a self-plug. Can I do a self-plug real quick? No! <gasps> oh, my God. Well, guess what? Hey, I'm doing it anyway. I found a button you can do where you can... If you have all... Like I do, I have all of my uh, Stream Deck things in one file. You can just a bit, you can have a button that just randomly picks one. So you can just press this button and something. I don't know what's going to happen. Everyone shut up. That was random. <laughs> that was a good one. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, last year, about this time, uh, Halloween, I did a special Twitch stream called John Saves Halloween. Uh, it was a show uh, with my friend John Sucks. Uh, he's he's a, a good lad, a, a very competent Mario 64 player. Uh, but it's basically yeah. like we... I, I, <laughs> me and a bunch of friends put John through a series of hell. He had to find his way through a haunted mansion and escape only to have one of his dear, dear friends, uh, be dragged to hell. It's, it's kind of one of these like, um, role playing, uh, experiences, I would say. Uh, but it's, it's a cool little thing. We're doing part two this year. So if you want to come and watch that, we're going to do it on Saturday, the 29th of October about, Oh God, I want to say like nine Eastern, uh, dates or the date is solid. We're doing it on the 29th. Um, we just got to figure out the time. Like, I think we've got a time figured out. I just don't remember the top of my head. So just check my, uh, check Twitter, uh, See when All it's right. coming up because it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's see what the stream deck thinks of your plug. I'm going to hit the random button. It's free real estate. Oh, see, you know it's going to be good. Free real estate. See, it's All right. be a good show. Come on through. It'll be a lot of fun. Wear a costume. You better be, if you're in the chat and you're watching John Saves Halloween too. You better be wearing a costume. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. What? Oh yeah, and then I'm gonna be streaming more too. So get ready for that. Since I'm moved, well, by the time you're listening to this, I should have everything in my new house right now, and I should be streaming probably sometime later this week. So come around. Uh, streams are back to normal, and we're we're getting back on that horse. Get, if you guys don't get me to a hundred thousand subscribers, I I might cry. I might just shit my pants live on stream and just scream and have a hissy fit trouble if you shit your pants live on screen you don't show it like is the simu- is the, just the act of saying i'm shitting my pants right now would you get banned i don't think so i mean like uh, for some people that's something they can't control like th- there's got to be a streamer out there but this that's is like, like a, incontinent that's, right that's a different this is like i am telling you right you're, now you're I'm just so angry on purpose <laughs> shitting my pants um no, I will. Okay. Tell you what, I'm going to add a new th- Once I start streaming again, I'll add a new <laughs> thing. If you pay $1,000, I'll shit my pants live on stream. That'd be pretty fucking awesome. I have my friend uh, who's a, a very big streamer. He shit his pants on stream. It was an accident. But he had a, a fart mic. 
and that's different. What caused Dude, him to shit his pants? Fart mic. That's disgusting. Yeah, he 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 set right. up a fart mic up like right on his ass, and he was Your like, friends. "Oh, I got one," and he pushed too hard, and he was like. No, he's like, oh fuck, and he like his his screen goes black, and then he's like, oh, fucking shit, my pants, dude. Your like, friend should probably so be in jail. No, 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 no. He he's an American hero. Let's stay with the random button. Thinks about your friend shitting his pants. Ready? Yeah. Welcome back to the stage of history. Oh, apparently. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's history that he should. It have. is. All right. Fuck this. We have an episode that we're yes. doing. This is the spooky episode. I played a game spooky called game. Control. It was great. Did you get the the reference when they said last episode that they were in control? Get it? Yeah. See, these Some are you fucking. This is another guaranteed tenant moment. Play the tenant song. What's the? T- I don't. Uh, I don't you, know. Is there you, one? What is it? Just. No, that's Inception. There's a Travis Scott song that's from Tenet. Does he do the Fortnite dance and eat? I don't. Travis know. Let's Scott. Do one more random button and find out what we think of Travis Scott. Uh, I think I'm a jazz. <laughs> Let me get a yellow batter. Okay, well, instead of talking about Travis Scott, we're gonna listen. We're here to talk about Control. This is a Control episode because Control is one of my favorite video games of all time. Yo, this game. It was really good. I gotta give. I, to I have platinumed Control five times. I, you know what? I can totally see why too, because this game isn't very long. Like it's, it's kind of uh, snappy. I guess that's the right, maybe, maybe the right word. Like it's, it's quick. It goes, it makes you want to keep pushing forward because of the just abundance of mystery in the game and just general intrigue. Like it was, uh, it was, I definitely kind of knew a lot of the, um, uh the twists and turns if you would say uh going into it but i still had a blast playing it and i think that's kind of one of those signs of even if you know what's going to happen or like if you've been spoiled on it and you can still enjoy the story and everything that it deliver in the way that it delivers it to you um even knowing all that that's well, that's the sign of something good let's talk about it really quick well, so first of all i want to say i have played this game five times i platinumed it on the PS4 NA original. I imported the, the Japanese version, uh, the original one that was just the game without any DLC. Mm-hmm. Then I platinumed it, uh, the NA PS5 version when it was free on PS Plus. Then I imported the PS5 EU version. Then I also imported the PS5 Japanese edition. Then I imported another version of the PS4 Japanese Ultimate Edition so I could get the dlc trophy since i couldn't buy the dlc trophy so i have actually and also in doing that when i played it again like a a year later the save didn't cross over so i actually had to play start the game all over again so i've actually plotted this game five times but beat it six times god damn i love this game it's the control is a third person shooter metroidvania where you are jesse faden who is a lady that is trying to find the Federal Bureau of Control, which is basically the X-Files. Yeah. Nobody knows where it is. Nobody, it's like she's looking for this, this bureau, but uh, nobody knows where it is. Nobody knows what it is. It's a big secret. And when she, this is how this game hooked me. When you, the game opens with you walking in to uh, the 
open like the the main room of what was it called the reception room the mm-hmm. main office and there's nobody behind the desk and as and that's it you're just like why where the fuck is everybody and you walk in and you go through and all of a sudden there's just an elevator and a, and a man and you walk in and you're fucking trapped and there's fucking just these weird demon creatures attacking you and you're in and that it just drew me in the minute that I walked in, it was just like, oh, welcome to this Federal Bureau of Control. Nobody's there. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, it's it immediately just, hey, we're going to hit the ground running now. I hope you're ready for this. Go. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy. Like, not only that, the fucking game loves to throw these giant titles at you of every room you walk into, and it's scary as fuck. <laughs> it's like you walk into a new place. It's just... The hallway, yeah, maintenance. Yeah, it does. It does that big like a TikTok boom. Yeah, so good. But it's uh, it's definitely personality. Like it is, <clears throat> it is. Uh, yeah. So okay. So what? It, well, we got. She's in all the right story. ways. Yeah, go for it. You are so, the king of this story. You know this uh, inside and outside. So I want Jesse you to walks into the, to what they call the oldest house, which is the the the. Area that the federal bureau control is in, and she's getting these telepathic messages to the player, but she calls us Polaris. We don't know why, but it's like this sensor force that she's that she's got. That's like it's a way to like it's a really cool way to like set up how the game can tell you which way to go, what's important by saying like it's her telepathic sense, mm-hmm. but it's really the HUD. I thought that was smart. Yeah. So she walks in, and she goes in. To try to find, she's there to find her brother Dylan, who was kidnapped by the Federal Bureau of Control years ago, and she's been looking for them ever since to find out why. She walks in, she's in the executive branch, that's where the other brings her, and she finds the body of Zachariah Trench, who is the director, dead on the ground, and there's a gun in his hand, and the gun is breathing. That's so cool. There's yeah. just this dead guy and there's this gun that's moving and you're like, what the fuck? Especially because immediately when you walk in, it's because th- you hear the gunshot too, right? Like going down the hallway, if I remember correctly. And it's just like, you're correct, yes. oh shit, like this is a bad place for me to fucking be right now. There's a dead guy right here. And then, um, yeah, the shit. gun is oddly moving. <laughs> What's cool, okay, so a little, as you're walking through, it's like, it's a federal office, so there are these big, you know, Inter- pictures. Oh, what? Wait. Oh, no, I was going to, uh, keep going, keep going. This is, it's a federal office, so there's these big pictures of, like, in federal offices, there's usually a big picture of whoever the president is, and whoever, right. like, the director of whatever is. They don't, they didn't do the president thing, just because then it times the game, which I thought was nice, but they do have this big picture of Trench as the director. <laughs> so you go in there, you shoot this guy, this guy's down the ground, you pick up this gun, all of a sudden you're in another dimension called the Astral Plane, which they tie into the story, but it's also where they do their tutorials. Right. They show you how to use the gun, and as soon as you come out, that big picture of Trench that says director, now it's got your face on it. Yeah. Because whoever holds the gun called the service weapon is the director, and Int- the gun chooses the director. Enter one of the coolest fucking weapons. Like, one of the coolest even plot devices for any kind of weird sci-fi thing the service weapon is one of my favorite video game weapons of all time because the idea is that like that's the only in most of these games what will happen is like you know 
you'll get a gun, then you'll get the yeah. rocket launcher, then you'll get the this. Now, the service weapon is the only gun you get in the whole game. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the service weapon can mutate into different types of guns that you right. can build. So, like, it's normal one called grip form is just a pistol. Then you can get shatter form, which is your shotgun. You can get charge form, which is, like, your grenade launcher. You can get pierce form, which is your uh, sniper rifle, rifle, and you can get yeah. spin form, which is your minigun. And then a couple more forms in the DLC that we'll talk about later. But I thought that was a really cool way to do it. The other thing that you supplement is you get powers. Yeah. Uh, and so, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, so what happens is all, you pick up this gun, and all of a sudden these fucking people that were floating in the air, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? They turn red because anything red in this game is bad. Right. And uh, they attack you and you shoot them in the head. And it's fucking satisfying. It's never not fun to shoot people in the head. And you learn that something has taken over the entirety of the oldest house which is the name of the building that the federal bureau of control is in and it's quarantined itself off to make sure that it doesn't get out of the world and it's the best way that they describe it is that it's like a an evil wavelength that she calls the hiss because it sounds like radio static yeah and it's um just kind of like that voice in the back of your head right it's just kind of like you you can't really make out what it's saying, but it's like you know like What's whispering really cool, something to you at all. Yeah, there's this um here right, I'll I'll read it out. The guy that made this game, he wrote this fucking what they call the incantation, which is the his incantation is basically a poem that they wrote to sound very like it doesn't make sense. It's called you know what Dada is? No, I'm, I'm like familiar. it's a it's a art movement where it's weird for the sake of weird. Oh, okay, okay. So very gonzo. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's even better. Is in universe. Should I skip a little? No, you know what? I'll keep that. Remind me to talk about this when we get to the the second DLC about what the poem means. Sure. Anyway, I want to read this poem really quick, and this is this is what those people are repeating over and over and over again, and it doesn't make sense. But this is basically the signal that takes over human souls. So tell me if this makes sense to you. Ready? You are warm through time. The thunder song distorts you. Happiness comes. White pearls, but yellow and red in the eye. Through a mirror inverted is made right. Leave your insides by the door. Push the figures through the surface into the wet. You've always wanted to, You've always been the new you. You want this to be true. We stand around you while you dream. You can almost hear our words, but you forget. This happens more and more now. You gave us the permission in your regulations. We wait in the stains the word that describes that is redacted repeat the word the name of the sound it resonates in your house after the song time for applause we build till nothing remains the egg cracks and the truth will emerge out of you you are home you remind us of home you've taken your boss with your boss with you all hair must be eaten under the conceptual reality behind this reality you must wait till the waves to drag you away after the song time for applause this cliche is death out of time breaking the first the second the third the fourth wall the fifth wall floor no floor you fall how do you say insane hurts to be happy an earworm is a turn tune you can't stop humming in a dream baby 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 yeah just plastic so safe and nothing to worry about haha funny the last egg breaks now the hole in the room is a hole in you you came and we let you in through the hole you have always been here the only child a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy orange peel the picture is you holding the picture when you hear this you know that you're new you're in new you you want to listen you want to dream you want to smile you want to hurt you don't want to be and just repeating that over and over again for the entire game are these people in the background that would drive anyone insane, right? None of it's, it makes sense. It's, it's interesting just meant to be weird. Like hearing it uh just like quickly back to back like that, it gave me deep inception vibes where you're just kind of always 
taking a look at something um, inside the moment, right? Or like a, a specific character and then you take it out of the frame, you know, break breaking like the fourth wall and then looking at this as like a, a thing, a creation, uh, something that is outside of this reality. And then you step yeah. out that side, that reality and you keep doing that over and over, which is, I mean, at times what it feels like you're doing in this game. So, so yeah, uh, what it is, is you find some other people who other than you, for some reason you're immune and they think it's because you're holding the service weapon. And also we'll find out some other things later, but you find these people wearing these big giant, like clunky speaker devices called HRAs or Hedron resonance amplifiers, Mm -hmm. which were built by Dr. Casper Darling, who is portrayed by Matthew Pareda. He is, uh, the, if you've ever played a Remedy game before, you know that they love to mix video games with like live action. Yeah, with like full FMV. Full motion. And yeah. so he is like one of the only humans you ever see. And he is the head of research and development. Like he's the director of all of their research, right? Mm-hmm. And he, throughout the game, you'll find different like video logs or videos about him like going through all this stuff. He built these things because he found this thing called Hedron, which we'll learn about more later. And uh, he thinks that it will help combat the hiss. Matthew Pereira, by the way, played Alan Wake. Yeah. He was also in uh, men, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights as Scarlet Will O'Hara, <laughs> which was the, the if you've ever seen Men in Tights, that's the Mel Brooks mm-hmm. uh, Robin Hood movie. He's the guy that's making fun of Christian Slater. <laughs> so anyway, he's my favorite part of this game. Uh, so anyway, they uh, you find uh, basically you find the other people that aren't you know taken over by the hiss, mm-hmm. and they say we don't know what's going on. You need to go talk to the hotline, and so through the hotline you find out things called objects of power, which are basically like uh, items that have altered abilities that give you special powers. This this uh, show, I'm sorry, this game was heavily influenced by. Have you ever heard of S? Uh, SCP, which is the online writing project where people just like make weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, I reminds me a lot of this show that was, this is homework for you. I want you to watch this. There was a mini series, it was three episodes on Sci Fi Channel like years ago called The Lost Room. Okay. You ever heard of this? No, I've never heard of this. It was a, it, uh, it was a fucking mini series about these. This guy that his daughter accidentally gets sucked into this weird room and all of these items that come from the room all have secret powers. And there's this whole like secondary, like secret world about people trying to find out what the room is. It's kind of got a shitty ending and it only had ever had three episodes. It had a comic book. I never read it, but it was a really fun uh, miniseries. I suggest you watch it out there. I got a DVD of it for like eight dollars. Anyway. So they want you to go find the hotline. The hotline is how you communicate to the spirit of Trench who is dead. And also you talk to the board. The board is a bunch of weird creatures that are symbolized by a pyramid and they're from the astral plane. Yeah. And they talk crazy. Yeah, you kind of see them uh, throughout, like the, even the beginning of the game, the tutorial. It's just they're saying like weird offlines to you and then. You, know, you also oh you know what i also skipped the in the very beginning you meet a character and then you meet him again after this because they wanted you to go down to maintenance you Got meet it. the cool the other coolest character in the game which is this finnish fucking uh janitor, janitor named Otzi, who's yeah. just like welcome 
Ati, welcome you to my he pretend he's like he keeps saying like he's in charge like this is my place i let them be here uh now you help me you're my new intern yeah you, even though you're like the director he's like no you work for me uh we are going to have you clean some things up and then i go to vacation in finland uh he he rules anyway so the next part of the game is you go down to the maintenance sector and uh, you have to like try to. They, you have to basically like restart some engines and shit. And then down there, you meet more people on your team, and you get a little bit more of like what's going on, uh, which is just something about the hiss has shut down everything. And in response, the oldest house has quarantined itself so that the hiss can't get out. But that means you can't get out until you stop the hiss. Right. So after that, they send you to the research center and for looking for somebody named Helen Marshall, who is. Uh, basically the head of like security and she's down there to get more HRAs there. The research sector is where you find like all the labs and like all these different things. And there's all these side missions that we can talk about later when we talk about trophies. But from there you learn that for some reason, fucking darling was fucking around with this thing they found called Hedron and made these HRAs. And it came from an altered item of power that you know about called the slide projector. Uh, what we find out there is that years ago, your brother got uh, kidnapped by the Federal Bureau of Control because you two and kids in your town, you lived in a, in a town called Ordinary. I want to say it was in Oklahoma. I just love that it's called Ordinary. Ordinary. But you found the slide projector that when the, you guys put in slides, it would open up like other dimensions it was like whenever you put these slides in and you project it across the uh, like on a surface you and your brother were just like taking trips to other dimensions. So there's something special about you guys. They came, they found it, they took it. And Casper has been fucking, uh, Dr. Darling, I'm sorry, has been fucking fucking around with this slide machine and trying to go to other dimensions because the only uh, slide that he has left, slide projection 38, uh, goes to this weird place, which, hey, guess what? It's where the hiss is from. Mm-hmm. Slidescape 36, not 38. My apologies. Right. Uh, along the way, you also go to like the containment sector where you find like where they keep all the worst objects and you meet more people. And you're kind of just slowly putting this together that like your brother was special because uh, he had a connection through using the slidescape. And they called him uh, candidate. He was like candidate, prime candidate uh, six. Because they thought he was going to be special enough to be the new uh, director. You're prime candidate seven, and they can't find you because you've been on the run, but they wanted to abduct you too to see if you were also developing powers, which you were because of your t- connection to what's called to Polaris, which was the player. Right. Um, so you find your brother. He's doing, he's saying that weird poem. He's saying that he's now turned and the hisses got in and he helped the hiss get through and he's on the hisses side. Uh, and so now it's like you versus your brother, but they have your brother and the hiss is still going on. So uh, you do some more stuff. Well, like I said, it's not really the biggest importance here to the story, but you eventually make it to Hedron, which you find out Polaris is like this little slice of this other entity from another slidescape that you guys went to. It's just a bet. It's like the opposite of the hiss, where if the hiss is like a frequency that hurts and kills and takes over, this is supposed to be like the nice one. Mm-hmm. And Polaris is the frequency that got stuck in you. And w- basically what that means is that we're Polaris which is, and we're Hedron. We are 
like the player on the other side is the nice thing leading her around, which is kind of like a cool little that's not that's not 100 percent confirmed, but it's a nice little theory of like she opened up a slidescape to our world and we're like affecting her. Right. We're, we're kind of like shepherding her. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you get in and you, you're trying to get to Hedron because Darling was experimenting on it and you finally get through. And as you're trying to like kill the hiss, this is one of the coolest sequences in any video game of all time. You're trying to get the hiss off of this big giant, like no decahedron. It looks like a big giant D20, right? <laughs> and you're killing all these hiss as they're trying to like rip it apart and you finally save it. And then at the end, just as you're about to save it, it fucking crashes and rips open and Hedron dies. And so the hiss is able to take over everybody. And, the, and you fucking just, there's this screen of the, the actress who plays uh, uh, Jesse. I think her name is Cassandra Pope. All this, like they use a real live, they, instead of like her as the, uh, like the digital her, it's her actual, like live action face going all to red screaming and crying and then just smiling and credits run and you lose <laughs> that i screamed out loud i was like are you fucking kidding me so and just it's so good and credits roll for like a good 30 seconds and then all of a sudden the credits start fucking up just slightly and it's and it what it is is it starts putting the poem in and all of a sudden it just runs blood red and it's just the poem over and over again and the game starts again and it's you in black and white in a like secretary outfit in the Federal Bureau of Control. And you get more, like every time that you do something, it like gives you like an objective, right? Go to the Panopticon and find this person. Go to research and find this. Go to this and do this. Um, and it just gives you three objectives. Uh, hand out mail, collect coffee cups, make fact or uh, make scans. And it's just you in an office. Oh, and you're all chipper. It's like, oh, it's the first day on the job. And you're just doing menial tasks until the game tells you, oh, take some mail to the uh, to the director. And you go and you pick up mail and you go back and you go to Trench and you put it on his desk. And he just uh, says, thank you very much. And you take it. And all of a sudden, you're back into the world again. Of uh, You're back to where you were. Like nothing ever happened. It's like, oh, you're stuck. This is weird. And all of a sudden, it gives you the same three tasks. You start doing and you start noticing things like, one of the person sitting at the desk will now be a dead person with a bag over their head. They'll be like just fucking corpses all over the place. Uh, you'll turn around and you'll see people doing like the chant, but it gives you the same things. Then it, after giving more coffee cups and doing more scans or whatever, you have to pick up the mail and you go back to his room again. And he's there again. This time, though, he's like dead on the ground, but still talking to you. And you see the gun. And it does that a couple of times. In fact, in one of them, Ati's there like, hey, what's going on? You, uh... <laughs> You you okay in here? I you just want what? to go on vacation. I skipped one of the coolest sequences in the game, but it wasn't very like important to the. I'm gonna get after that once we talk about this. Sure. There's a sequence of this I need to talk, but it wasn't important to the story. It was just a fun sequence. But anyway, so you finally break through and you realize what that was. What that whole sequence was was you trapped in the hiss. Yeah, the hiss had gotten into you because that hilarious and, and had or Hedron had died, and so you lost your connection. And the hiss got in, and so you were just living that over and over again and you had to break out of it which was very fucking cool yeah. uh so then after that when you finally do that you you get out and you go find the slide projector you turn it on and you go to the hiss planet or hiss dimension 
where fucking Dylan is. You have to get through this big giant sequence of killing things, and then you clear uh, Dylan of the hiss. Then the game ends. Now the story's a little like what they do at that point because they knew they were DLC. She's just like. All right, well, I'm the Federal Bureau of Control director, but I can't get out. I gotta can't get out till I get all these hits. But I guess I'll just keep trying, and the game ends. And it's like it's a little unsatisfying. But the reason that they do that is that they were putting out DLC. They couldn't let right. you get out yet. One of the coolest dumb little things before I get anything is that at the beginning of the game, when she's monologuing, she's talking about crawling through a hall. Uh, like it feels like. I'm in a wall and there's a poster and I put the poster away and I'm crawling through a hole and I'm finally escaping. What's that from? And then the game starts. And then the last thing that happens after you beat the game and you get all the scenes and you go back and you're sitting behind your desk and you're in the after like effect, she goes, Oh, Shawshank Redemption. That's what that movie was called. <laughs> 20 hours later, they complete the joke. And I thought that was hilarious. This is genius. You gotta love um, I, commitment to writing like that, right? Oh, com- the writing in this game is so good. Um, I did want to see- what did you think of one of the coolest sequences in this game is that uh, to get to the slide projector is kept behind this thing called a fire break. They have all these weird uh, like sequences where you go into basically you you walk through these big giant stone doors and then you're on a bridge in like the void of time. Yeah. And that's how they like those are supposed to be fire breaks against reality shifts because things are shifting all the time since things are weird. Well, they to get to the research and development where they keep the fucking or they call dimensional studies. You have to get through the biggest fire break, which is called the ashtray maze. And when you go in it uh, before you this part of the game, you can just go in it and it's just this hallway that looks like uh, a fucking old timey hotel. And you're just going in circles mm. and you can never get out. Well, Otzi gives you this special uh, fucking Walkman that you hear a dope song. And then you go through this giant phase while Everything is shifting in reality where you're doing all these fights to this big like rock song called Take Control. What did you think of that sequence? In genius. Like that uh, I want to be correct in saying this, right? That hotel or that motel like kind of section is that connected to Alan Wake? Are you talking are you talking the Lakeview motel because that's yes. something different? Yes, oh, okay. we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. I'm talking about the sequence where you're listening to the take control dun-dun, dun-dun, while you're going through like all those walls are like kind of melting away and you're doing that big like sequence. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Barely. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Uh, so okay, fried. so actually yeah, you have is that, not. Is that let's be honest. You have not finished the game. No, I have not finished the game. You I, might not have seen this part yet. I, yes, I, this is like the last. This is the yeah. last thing you do before you get into that big hedron fight, and then okay. you get the false ending. Because I, um, I've watched this. Like I've watched friends play through this game, and this, I'm like, God, I'm like, I want to say I'm like an hour away from finishing the game. Like I'm like, so really yeah, you're, you're about to get there. Yeah. Um, because so I will say this. There was this whole thing when the game first came out. It was like, oh, you get, wait till you get to the, like, it was all the people to play for. Wait till you get to the ashtray maze. The ashtray <laughs> maze is so good. And when I heard ashtray maze, I thought, oh, it's a, it's a puzzle. Because oh, I got yeah, there first yeah. and they're like, you can't get through it. You got to be able to follow the puzzle. It's not a puzzle. It's just a sequence of really cool fights while like they're doing all these, like the walls are turning into like geometric patterns and you're getting through them. And it was fun. It wasn't a puzzle, though. But I still thought it was a really, really cool sequence. What you're talking about is that there will be some times where you have to... The puzzles in this game are... There's a couple puzzles in this game, but one recurring one is that sometimes to get from one place to another, 
the Federal Bureau of Control uses this uh, lamp cord that takes you to a motel somewhere in Nevada that no one can find, no one can get in and no one can get out except through one door. If you pull on this thing three times and you have to solve these different puzzles that you're in a motel to solve, like one of the easiest ones is the first time you go in, when you ring the bell, one of three doors opens at the end of the hallway and you look into it and there'll be like a couple things out of place. You have to move them back into place. And then you do it again, you get to a second door and you have to make things match. Like all of the, all of the, you know, fucking radios have to be on at the same time and you get a key and they do that a couple times and there's some fun ones. That's what I think you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Cause that one, um, I remember going through it one of the first times and I just thought it was a very clever way of, uh, you know, uh, here, here's what, let me back up a second. This is what this game does very well is it puts, small little puzzles in front of you that you don't even have to think about and you just can still kind of walk through and do but without. you still feel smart after right. you solve them exactly it's it's something that it's it's so well put together and designed that it it rarely frustrates you it's yeah. it, everything is logical it, that's the thing is everything is logical whenever you put logic into it but nothing makes sense around you like it is the most obtuse and weird setting you will ever be in but things will just slowly like it just clicks it's it's just blocks going into place and you're just like oh yeah this is the thing this this is what i do next this is where i go like very genius very like i don't know how they would do like control two right I can tell you how they do Control 2. Once I talk about the DLC, I'll tell you exactly how they do fucking Uh, Control 2. I'm so excited Uh, then. Because, like, that's the thing is, like, I I just want to play in this uh, sandbox again. You know, it's not a sandbox. I want to play in this world more. I want to play with these toys because just the the team that they assembled to write this and just the way that they can keep putting a little morsel in front of you to just be like, what What the fuck? Like, it was a hard game to put down. Like, I'd be... Again, I drove 35 hours across the country, picked this game up, started playing it. I played a little bit before I, like, left, but, it, like, that whole week where I was in travel, I was like, I can't wait to get back into control because... Every time that I had to just put the game down for the night, I was just like, I just want to, I just want to keep going on it, <laughs> you know. Um, very good stuff. Like very, very. I'll even say, even the the only time I would ever get frustrated would be like in a boss fight, just because I don't know. Like I, I, sometimes I just felt like um, maybe I was trying to brute force things a little bit too much in a fight, or, or be too gun ho, you know. Mm-hmm. But the best thing about this game is you could just turn on the one shot kill. <laughs> thing at the end yeah so if you I get mean, really frustrated once, with something, once we just go set to, that um, and boom once we go to trophies i'll talk about that yeah so we're not done talking about the story because yeah, yeah, now yeah. we have to talk about the dlc yeah hit me so, with its dlc because first dlc is not as bo- so one of the things i forgot to mention is uh during that part with the astro maze you find out ati's uh, we don't know what ati is he's definitely yeah. not human there has been theories that ati is actually odin there have been theories That's that ati is uh, is just some like you know I, Norse god. I always saw him as like your guide. Like I, I don't know if that's like the right th- like he always felt like someone like guardian angel is like a dumb way to explain it, but like something like you know that kind of always I don't know connected you to everything else, you know? 
that makes sense. Ozzy is sense? definitely more than that. He yeah. is a fucking. He is designated. If you find through, like, there's all these collectibles. So there's a bunch of collectibles that are all fun to read. That are all just like you know different items and different missives and you know like memos and shit. This thing does what I really like, which is taking the the paranormal and the weird and just making it like. You know, this is a government organization. They have to explain and catalog everything. Everything right. has a purpose. It's, it, I think it's called the new weird is what most people call it. But it's the idea that it's like taking all the shit X-Files wise and just yeah. categorizing it. Anyway, Ati is designated entity A001. He was there. before. So the oldest house, which is this building in the middle of New York that no one can see unless you're looking for it and know about it. And it's like it is taller than any building and it's literally just a big giant obelisk uh they the the fucking federal bureau of control found it and just moved in Otzi was already there <laughs> he's just like oh, hello i am janitor welcome to oldest house so this is my place you work for me like exactly he just tells everybody that he works they work for him right he does not acknowledge that anyone else has any power over him but he just goes around his job of just like uh He's you the know. Sorcerer Supreme. You're in the Sanctum Santorum. Welcome. Exactly. <laughs> he's Odin. Okay. There's no other way to put it. He's just, he's fucking Odin. Uh, anyway, so you fought in the, in the, at the end of the game for the first DLC, uh, Ati has brought you to the foundation uh, before to get the tape to go to the fucking ashtray maze. Well, all of a sudden you, the board uh, summons you to the foundation where fucking Ati brought you because something's wrong with the foundation, which is this thing like area underneath the oldest house, which houses the nail where the nail is the thing that, uh, that basically connects the oldest house to the astral plane. What allows like the astral plane to come into the real world is the nail. And that DLC is kind of boring. The idea is that fucking what's her name. Um, oh shit. Marshall um, has gone like fucking insane. And she's trying to blow the nail up and disconnect the uh, fucking oldest house from the the astral plane. And you also find some logs about uh, the person before North, Broderick Northmore, who is the previous uh, director, which also fun lore when you're in the maintenance sector, they keep talking to this thing called the, the all of the power for the uh, oldest house comes from the uh, NCR which uh, stands for Northmore Sar- or NSR, Northmore Sarcophagus Reactor. You find that Northmore was a very, very like highly powerful uh, pyro. He had pyrokinetic powers. Oh, shit. And you learn that they got so out of control that they built a reactor and he's just burning in there for all eternity as a, as a reusable power source. <laughs> Yo, anyway, let me, let me get that out- in like the real life. <laughs> Like find find me a pyrokinetic dude that we can burn forever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the big thing about the foundation that adds to the lore is that it reveals that Northmore, when they were first when when they first found the oldest house, you know, they were in there for a little bit and they didn't really have a connection to the board. And then they found the foundation with the nail, and Northmore goes down there, and he like he went down there, and when he came back, he was under the influence of the board. And that's what changed the bureau into like having the board, like the board's connection. That that's all they had. It's really kind of a boring one. You just kind of go around, do some stuff. At the end, you cleanse the nail, 
it adds nothing big to the story just some backstory fucking kill marshall she gets possessed by the fucking uh uh the hiss you kill her and then it, it's jesse being like i don't trust the board anymore didn't really add anything mm-hmm. here's the important dlc the second awe which also stands for altered world event which is when something crazy happens in the world but also stands for alan wake expansion this is the crossover between alan wake and control so all of a sudden you get a a, a ping from one of your your people that says hey something's going on in the investigation sector no one's been in there for years you want to go in there. And as you're going in, all of a sudden you get the hotline picks up, but it's not Trench. It's Alan Wake. What the fuck? And it's Alan Wake t- telling the story of you walking in. It's like him writing the story of, you know, Jesse Faden walks into this and it's like, what the fuck is going on? So what they do, the, the thing about uh, the Alan Wake expansion, the big gimmick is like use of darkness and light, which if you played Alan Wake, that's like a big thing of like, you know, the monsters right. in the darkness and you got to shine lights on them. So there's this big giant monster called Hartman or the thing that used to be Hartman is what they call it. Die Hartman. It, no, Hartman. It was so I'm just going to I'm not going to the actual DLC is just like go over here, turn some things on, go over here, fight the thing and find out. That's not the 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 cool part. The cool part is the story. Right. The story is that um you find out that how much do you know about the story of alan wake uh, a little it's bit kind of it's, it's a game that i've played a little bit of but i haven't fully basically completed. the story of alan wake is that alan wake is a writer who goes to this fucking place in washington bright falls washington where there's a thing called the dark presence that is trying to possess him and use his ability to write to write itself into our reality right so it's anything that he writes comes true and so at the end of it alan wake kind of he like imprisons himself with the dark presence so it can't get out, but it keeps him. Clever. So uh, what happens in this is that following the events of Alan Wake, there's this guy named Emil Hartman. who's a psychologist. He's trying to investigate the dark presence and exploit it. He gets arrested by the federal Bureau of control. Uh, as before they can get him, he dives into Cauldron Lake and the dark presence gets him. They, take the Hartman Dirks' presence to the oldest house and they put him in jail in the investigation center. Uh, however, he gets out of the investigation center and so they breach his containment, so they just wall off the entire investigation center and say, that's his jail now. What happens is when the hiss happens, it opens it up and it lets the hiss into the dark oh. presence and it makes this thing. So Jesse goes there by, you know, operation of Alan Wake says, you got to find out what's going on and writes basically since he can write reality, he writes that Jesse goes in there to find it so he can fight it. Right. Okay. Uh, so. So happened. No, no. Yeah. I was going to say, cause then this is, this is for the second Alan wake. Then basically this is the big thing you learn from that. Do you remember the his poem? Yeah. 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 That was written by Alan Wake to convey, and I'm going to quote here from the wiki, uh, Wake needs something to convey an alien force mimicking human intelligence, something that cannot be translated. He cut up sentences and words and put them in a shoebox, pulling out words and forming them together into his incantation. He did that uh, for, he needed to do that to like get his way out. And so the hiss only exists because Alan Rake wrote the hiss. 
What the fuck? So that, so that so, he's uh, basically Jesse, putting, like, he's pulling all the strings he for wrote this it, to happen. He wrote it so that Jesse would have a crisis to become his hero, so that Jesse could get powers to then come get him out of the Dark Presence. So would you say that so Alan you, Wake that, that, is in no. control? Oh, yeah. No, what it is is that the entirety of Control, the whole game of Control, what the main story is that she is looking for the better Federal Bureau of Control. All that stuff about, like, uh, Slidescape 36 and her brother, that all happened. Right. But what? But she couldn't find it. So basically, Alan Wake wrote the story of the Hiss taking over so that she could become the Federal Bureau of Control director so that she could have the power to come break him out. And I think that's Alan Wake 2, is that Alan Wake 2 is going to be about Jesse breaking out Alan. That's fucking insane. Um, so yeah, the last thing that happens it. is that, that the Federal Bureau of Control tells them that they found uh, a new Altered World event is happening in Bright Falls, but they're getting reports of it in the future. So, And that, like, when Control happens in 2019... They're sensing that an altered world event is happening in Bright Falls in whatever year Alan Wake 2 comes out. <laughs> what a genius way to backdoor a sequel uh, for a previous game that you've written. So you yes, what's what's continue uh, on and, and make this cool and interesting world that yeah. you could just continue to evolve in the future with you something. Asked, what's more. Control 2? Control 2 is Alan Wake 2. Yeah. That I'm I'm so fucking interest in alan wake 2 now like especially after like again i'm right at the end of control i'm really loving my time with it and i just want more it's to the point now where it's like i want more where i i think i might go back and try alan wake again just because like it's it's just the writing of this everything about it even yeah. the stupid little like and you've heard me complain about this in other fucking video games where it's like there's too many collectibles and i have to read them all to like really get the fun of the story right it's no, but these ones are fun to read yeah and, and they're, yeah, and they're like, not even that long either so it's like, like audio files you can listen to that are like one is like interviews with new uh people working there ones are like you know welcome to the video of your control please make sure to if if uh walls start moving please make it to a shelter yeah. there's one where it's like all these video files of this show that they were trying to make to teach kids the threshold kids the threshold kids this fucked up like kids show about teaching kids who happen to be there with their parents while they're working like yeah. don't touch an object of power and it just gets fuckier and fuckier every time. And then there's one where it's like one of the employees trying to start their own movie podcast. Yeah. And it adds nothing to the story, but it's just fucking funny. Yeah. It's, um, the team who wrote this game, I really got to take my hat off yeah. to them because they are they were all in on it. They all fucking understood the, the, the homework and the objective here. And they fucking nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. And I really let's, can't wait to see what they do in the future. Now, let's talk about the most important part. The trophy. The gameplay. <laughs> no. No, I mean, we've explained the gameplay. The gameplay yeah. is very Game, simple. The gameplay is good. Third person shooting and also yeah. you get powers. Like the first power you get. Uh, this is what I want to say. So this came out the same year as. Oh, I actually did I, have a question for you real quick. This came, I want to say something really quick. Yeah, before yeah, you go for that. This came out the same year as your favorite Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. I want to say this is the better force powers game than Jedi Fallen Order. Because in I this game, that, they yeah. give you. 
they give you a couple powers. One of them is launch, where it's basically you can grab items and throw them. And that is so fun. <laughs> fun. Because the best part fun. is that they, they have lock on. So what it'll do yeah. is you'll press uh, L2 to just pull up a box, some concrete. Later, you can pick up a fucking forklift. And then you just pick a guy, launch it. And as long as he's not one of these, there's these one type of enemy that are flying that they get out of the way, everything else. Just gets fucking annihilated, and not, it's so much fun. Not only that, but like the whole fucking world is destructible. Like you, just, yes. you could just be walking Every- and you'll bump into a desk, and that desk will fucking explode. Oh. Like all the, yeah, oh, it's so fun. It is just fun to run around and fuck with shit. You can walk through this part where there's just a bunch of chairs, and you just knock all the chairs over. Yeah. Like you go through a cafeteria. I was so surprised there wasn't a trophy for like knock over a hundred chairs. Yeah, right. You can, yeah, you can go to this cafeteria and just run through all the chairs and knock all the yeah, shit over. I people. immediately was just like, oh, this is... Because that's that's the thing, is in a game, you don't have to do that stuff. You know, that is extra work, programming, whatever. You don't have to do that. But when you do, like, it, it could mean nothing to your game. Like, it could just really be something that is just there as an afterthought. But... God damn, does it make your game just more... It, it just kind of shows that you're willing to have fun. You know, you're yeah. willing to know that this is silly, what we're doing and writing and whatever. You know, it's it's not serious, obviously. It's, you know, it, it's just fun. And the fact that they let you do that. Oh, chef's kiss. So, so good. There's five superpowers in this game. Only two are mandatory. Three, you have to go on side quests. So you can totally miss That's them. That's exactly just my them question. All. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because that was the thing. Is I, I was going to ask you if the the extra powers were missable because whenever I whenever I was going through, I had noticed that I was picking up like side quests, you know, and I was like, oh, let me, you know, like the game is fun. Like I, I kind of want to do the side quests, so I started doing them, especially started you doing them do early. All the side, quests. and that's the thing. It, it, like I, I would get powers, and I was like, wait a minute are these miss like I, I was and that was something i want to ask you because then i from the getting the first one on i was like well i'm just going to do these now just in case i do get something unlocked after it that would help uh, play through the game three, so. only three of those give powers the rest of right. them I'll, I'll explain there's a lot of side quests in this game mm-hmm. and the the main thing you get from side quests are money ability score ability points which are for your tech trees and yeah. like uh resources to build a new aspects for your gun yeah Yeah. so the three the five powers are yeah the first one is the launch that is mandatory and that's super duper fun yeah the next three are all uh secondary and they are the first one you get is a dash yeah which doesn't seem that useful but it really is because it's a way to just like it's an extra dodge (laughs) it's a dot well no it is the dodge it's the only dodge it's dodge it's vade it's get around faster uh there's also uh, a shield you can put up a shield so that you can't mm-hmm. and you would think oh that's you know whatever you don't need that there's some enemies no you like that's fucking mandatory yeah it, it is really helpful for you to have that shield like i used it more than i really thought there's this one enemy that's this big giant it's like a altered dude that uh turns into a big giant like bird creature but the bird is fucking invisible until you get close to it and the first thing it does is blast you for basically all of your health. So yeah. if you don't have that shield up, you're fucking dead. Uh, uh, the next one is a mind control ability, which is when an enemy gets down close enough to health, you can basically see it's called seize. 
and you can just make it on your team and you can have one of those and there's a way to upgrade it a couple more it's just like oh i'm gonna seize this dude and he's gonna be on my team until he does yeah and then the last one which is mandatory but it's the most fun is the fucking levitate where hey you can just fucking fly and it you can just jump up really high and float around and then you get like a slow fall and so it's like oh you're in a room with like 10 dudes and they're all shooting at you not if i jump up get over them, pick up this forklift, throw it on them, then dash to the side, shoot three dudes in the head, you know, turn on my shield, shield rush. Oh, it's so much fucking fun. <laughs> um, the other side quest, most of them are either like getting items. That, you know, that when you go to the Panopticon, you meet the guy that's like in charge of like storing all the items and he has a bunch of quests of like, hey, some got out, can you find them? And the things you'll get from that are basically just ability score points for the, the uh, tech, or not tech tree, ability tree which uh, there's seven different tech trees. One for, there's eight, I'm sorry. There's one for health, one for like mana. I forget what it's actually called. Energy, I think is what it's called. There's one for your melee power. You have a melee button. It Sometimes it's, you can, like if you're getting in close and you've shot somebody, you've done some powers, you can melee them and you get some extra energy off them for doing it. It's whatever. I never really upgrade that one. Uh, but then there's one for each of the powers. So it's like, you know, the launch one will make it cost less, make it do more damage, let you pick up more things at once, let you pick up heavier things, let you pick up dead people. The dash one just uh, lets you fucking dash for less cost, and also you can dash through and hurt people. The shield one makes the shield stronger and also gives you a shield dash, where if you dash while the shield's up and you touch someone with it, it'll hurt them. Or you can... Uh, while you're holding the shield, you can press another button to explode your shield and do damage outright, and that's important for some trophies later. The seize one just lets you either seize more people or seize them quicker, and then the teleport, or I'm sorry, the levitate one lets you levitate longer and lets you do like a, a dive kick. And so those are really good to do even if you're like, you know, there's no XP in the game, so anything you kill, you're not really gaining anything other than maybe money and everything, but it's good to do those quests because you'll get more points. There's also hidden areas in the game where if you just walk into them, you get extra points. And there's a hidden quest that'll get you a bunch of points that you don't even know about unless you're looking for it. Do you know about this one? No, I don't I don't think I do. Have you been to have you been you've been to the research sector? Did you ever walk yeah. through the luck and probability sector? No, I don't think so. You absolutely did yeah, and you just don't remember it. There's a room called luck and probability where you see like a bunch of desks with like horseshoes and a neko cat and uh, a four-leaf clover and if you you uh what bars you from going into some areas is a clearance level as you go through the game you'll find like new clearance levels where it's like oh there's a clearance level five door but you've only got clearance level right, four right the first time you go through like and probably the metroidvania a part of the game that says like i think it's clearance level six which is the highest one you only have like level three or four at that point until later in the story when you get it if you go back and walk through that door there's people doing an experiment on luck and probability on a roulette table, which is they think they found this equation and the game just the game doesn't tell you to do this. But if you look at the board, it tells you the exact thing to do, which is if you bring the uh, as long as the horseshoe in that room is up, the four leaf clover is in the room. All of these lights are on. You bring this fish in. The Neko cat is doing its little hand wave thing and you spin the ball, but you immediately don't stand on it. It will roll a lucky seven on the roulette table that time. And if you do, you get four points in a gold suit to wear. <sighs> it's entirely you have to just pick up on context clues. The game never tells you it's super cool. 
How fucking geez. also another cool thing in that area that you'll never get to do, uh, and neither will I because you can't get it anymore. Is that when the game first came out, if you pre-ordered the season pass, there was a special secondary mission made by Hideo Kojima where you go into a uh, sensory deprivation chamber and Hideo Kojima leads you through a meditation process. What the fuck? Really? There's nothing to fight. And you just, you just sit in this tank and you listen to Hideo Kojima talk to you. The only problem is (laughs) it's his new podcast. (laughs) Yeah. The only problem is when they put out the ultimate edition and they did all these editions, they didn't have the rights to it. So I got taken out of the game. Mm. I don't think there's any way to physically play that anymore. Even on the original vanilla one. Damn. That's so cool. Uh, It's preserved somewhere though, right? Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out then. Cause that's so fucking neat. God damn. Okay. What a fucking no. good, genius, crazy-ass game. Um, trophies. Let's talk about trophies. Yeah, let's do it. 47 trophies in the base game, 10 trophies in the foundation, and 11 trophies in Altered World event. We'll talk about the trophies in Control first. Now, this is what I want to say. Control is a pretty hard game. There are points in the game, like, there are enemies that are fucking tough. There was one yeah. side boss that took me, like, two hours. That's in the original game. With the addition of the ultimate mode, they added accessibility options. One of them is one-hit kills, and the other one is immortality. Yes. I will say I've platinumed this game five times. Three times I did completely legit. That was both PS4s and the... uh, I'm going to say two I did completely legit, the PS4 ones. Mm. The PS5 ones, the first time in NA... I played a legit, except for those bosses that I knew were bitches, and I yeah. turned on one-hit kills, whatever. So, like, the first game took me... Hold on. It took me about three days to platinum. Two, well, two and a half days. And then later, it, it, all in all, it took me eight months because I had to like wait for the DLC to come out. <laughs> uh, same with the other ones. It took me about two and a half days. Two and a half days for the NA. The other ones... Having uh, the uh, the cheat on all of the all the the EU and the G, the Japanese versions of PS5. If you turn those on, I got all the trophies in that the base game and the DLCs in about a day. Damn. So like, if you want to just don't want the challenge, just want to cheat and just want to see what it's like, I don't think it's going to take away too much. I would say maybe. Turn on immortality, but don't turn on one hit kills because one hit kills work on everything, including the bosses. And some of the bosses are really fun to see the phases. And so if you know you're not going to die, who cares, right? If you're just trying to speed through it, though, yeah, turn on one hit kills. The first time you play it, I would suggest playing it legit. And if you find some parts that are too hard, turn on immortality. No problem with that. But don't turn on one hit kills. You should see the game for what it is, because when you turn out one hit kills, a lot of the upgrades also become useless because you're like, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it does take away from it a little bit. Um, but I find no reason not to turn on the immortality when you're facing like Mr. Tomasi or the the uh, the um, Jesse in Swift platforms in the foundation, which I'll talk about in a little bit. There's some bosses that are just assholes uh, yeah. and turning on. No kill is fine for that. 
it for, um, yeah for me it was very much like when i would get frustrated at a boss or something then it was like well I'll just do this so that i can yeah. keep moving on and- i'm never gonna fault anyone for just doing it to get the platinum like come right. on uh this is the one game that i'll say there are five versions of it at least have fun with one and then if you want to go crazy like i did you can play all five yeah totally uh i mean what's 68 times five because that's how many plat- I mean, that's how many total trophies i have from control hey siri what's 68 times five 340 340 control trophies um okay so let's go over the trophies really quick i think that these trophies are really not that bad i would say with no cheats this game is about a four out of ten with cheats it becomes a one because who cares you know what i mean but um most of the trophies are pretty straightforward it's like complete you know 5 10 and 15 side missions Get a hundred thousand money called source, kill a thousand hiss, uh, unlock one ability on your tree, 50 abilities at a hundred you know, spend 50 ability points, hundred ability points, stuff like that. Like get all the powers. There's a trophy, even though I said those, you know, those powers were uh what's it called? Uh not mandatory. They are if you want the trophies, of course. Uh there's a trophy for constructing a different form or mod for the service weapon and getting one to there's three levels of each mod you can upgrade you know get one to that uh you know basically just all your upgrade ones i will say the spending 100 ability points if you have the dlc you don't really have to worry about that because you'll keep getting them through the dlc in the original base game you had to not only do every single mission but find almost all of the secret spots because there just weren't enough uh, ability points in the game but that's not really a problem now with the ultimate edition which by the way if you're coming to this fresh on a ps4 or a ps5 you don't have to get the original vanilla they put out an ultimate on ps4 so you can get one that comes with all the dlc just right. get that and which, but, uh, get it on ps5 if you got it because that's it looks better i think i got mine through like a humble bundle or something because i have it on ps5 and i have it on, or well ps4 and then i the have ps5 it, uh, one was also free on, on ps plus uh sometime I can tell you exactly when because I got the trophies as soon as it came out. Pierre, uh, Control was free on PS Plus uh, in February of 2021. You might have picked it up without knowing about it. Yeah, I, I usually pick it up no, or pick everything up no matter what. But yeah, I, I definitely got it on PC for free from something, uh, and I played it through PC. Um, uh, there's also a couple so. trophies for. Control points are basically your checkpoints. You need to cleanse 25 of those. There's more than 25. You'll get that without problems. There's one for collecting 120 collectibles. There are far more than 120 collectibles. Yeah. But the thing is, even after I got 120, I kept picking them up because I wanted to read them all. Yeah, like even just casually going through, I kept getting like all the, the little micro achievements for it and stuff yeah. on Steam. And I was uh, just like, geez, I'm fucking knocking these collectibles out. There are five trophies for the five optional bosses. Uh, the five optional bosses are Essig, which is you can find this mirror that goes to a mirror dimension and you fight like your evil doppelganger. Mm-hmm. That's a fun fight because it's basically you're fighting yourself with all your powers. Yeah. Uh, there's one for fighting. Uh, there's this whole side mission where you find out that this interdimensional mold has taken over the basement in the research sector and it's infecting people and turning them into mold men. And you need to go down there and like become immune to the mold men and then fight mold one, which is this big giant. Like, you ever see Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. The big giant uh, plant monster named mold one. 
And it's really funny. There's a scientist who's like, I need you to go down there and give me some samples. And you go and you fall down this hole and you fight this giant fucking plant that is a hard fight. You kill it and you get out and you finally make it back. You get here. It's like, hey, that thing took over and it like developed its own hive mind and I killed it because it was making all the mojo. She goes, you fucking killed it. <laughs> oh, why didn't you bring me back a live sample? I could have grown. It's like, that thing was killing and eating people. It's like, yeah, but we could have looked at it. <laughs> yeah, we could have studied it. Come on. Uh, Science. The hardest uh, boss fight in the game, even out of the normal uh, bosses and the like sub bosses, is this fight against a guy named Mr. Tom. Actually, maybe not if you count the DLC. There's one harder. I'll talk about that. There's this fight against a guy named Mr. Tomasi, who's the whole the old head of like uh, security or whatever, and he's turned into this big flying guy that is just a bitch to fight because he keeps summoning these dudes that are like kamikazes, mm-hmm. and he, he flies up high where he can't shoot them. And I had to eventually cheese that one. Uh, when I was playing legit, somebody found a strategy where if you fly up to this corner and you sit in this one corner, the guy will try to come to you, but you get stuck and you just fucking shoot him in the head a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one called, you have to defeat the anchor, which is this uh, alternate item, which is a big anchor that's making all of these clocks. Like there's this fucking mission where you find this guy next to a bunker who's like been shot and he's bleeding out and he's like, Please, you got to go over here and go through the motel to get to this sector that's been walled off. I, we were in there looking at something on a mission when the hiss happened and he got stuck back there and I made it out. And so you go and you find this guy in this area where there's like a billion of these clocks that keep reproducing and you don't know why. You get him out and you go back to the guy that was bleeding. And you find out he died and turned into a hiss uh, while he was while you were gone because like his the bullet also hit his fucking resonator. And so they didn't know, but eventually it shorted out and the hiss got him immediately. But he's like stuck because he can't move because he was shot. So it's like this really touching, like runs me a lot of playing The Walking Dead where you got to like walk up and shoot this guy in the fucking head. Uh, and then you go and you're like, what fucking caused this? And you find out there's this anchor that uh, is an altered item that is making all these clocks for some reason. And you have to just fucking fight it. And it's this cool thing of the anchor. There are these four platforms and the anchor keeps opening up and firing this laser beam and it goes in a counterclockwise matter, but you have to go clockwise to get around it. You have to basically break up its clock form, throw these exploding clocks in it to fight it until it'll drop the clocks and then you can shoot it. That's a fun boss fight. And then the last uh, optional boss fight is you have to fight former, which is you have, when you're in the Panopticon, you see this guy sitting in a room that's looking at this fridge and he's like, somebody help. And you go up and it's like, what's going on? It's like, I'm on fridge duty, which is there's this refrigerator. And if someone isn't constantly staring at it, it starts murdering people. And I don't know what's going on, but I've been on this shift for two, like two days of constantly like putting stuff in my eyes. So I don't blink because if I blink, it'll murder people. I've been trapped. You've got to help me. And so you go through this. It's like, yeah, you go back and you're like, this guy's on fridge duty. He's like, and the, the guy that's like the head of the Panopticon goes, oh, shit, we forgot about Frank. <laughs> and he's like, OK, I've unlocked the door. Go get him. And of course, when you're in this, you're like, I'm coming in. Look at the everything's fine. You have to walk through this little section that's like, a, you know, an airlock where you can't see it for a second. And of course, that's when he loses connection. And you get in there and where Frank was standing is just a giant blood stain. <laughs> You have to touch the fridge and go into like the fridge world. And there you have to uh, fight former who is one of the guys. 
basically he's one of the he's a former board member he's what the astral plane things look like and he looks like this big giant whack-a-mole worm and it's this fun boss fight of you trying to shoot him in the eye while he's making the stager on disappear so like there's a timer of if you don't kill him fast enough there's just nowhere left to stand oh god uh and then there so what's up oh uh then there's like there's one trophy for each of the 10 missions there's one trophy for each of the powers like you know uh Take ten people over with seas, kill people with mm-hmm. launch, ten kill ten kill ten of shield burst, use Which launch she- to throw a grenade at people. And then there's the four annoying trophies of this game. These are you can't cheat these. They're just they're something you can't control. And it's two of them are for completing board countermeasures, which are basically anytime you go to a checkpoint, you can take these, you can take up the three side quests where it's like kill five people with the grip in the executive board kill one of the big giant uh hiss altered enemies kill three enemies with or kill 50 enemies without dying kill 10 enemies with headshots you know stuff like that you just have to find 25 that you can do and sometimes it's like you'll get one to like kill three like hiss guards but it's like all right okay i don't remember which one's a guard and then you're just waiting and you're just randomly hoping something will pop up but the most annoying one is for these bureau alerts, which is randomly while you're doing just anything, all of a sudden this alarm will go off and it'll say in big yellow letters, bureau alert in maintenance. And you have to, you have 30 minutes to make it to maintenance and do a quest. And if you die, even if you're not there, you fail. It's random when they pop up. You don't know when they're going to pop up and you need to complete five of them. And some of them are really easy. Just like go here and kill all these guys. Some of them are like escort missions where the escorts are really fucking stupid and walk into bullets and you'll fail that even though you're trying. And so that one's just annoying because no matter what you do, you just have to kind of wait for it. Yeah. Have you done any of those? Nope. They're important because those are the only way to get. So you need these upgrades to you know, like I said, you need to upgrade your weapons. Well, in the in the DLC, there's one to upgrade this very specific type of weapon called Surge from the Altered World event, and you have to get to level three. And the level three one takes these special fucking upgrade uh, items that don't drop, and you just have to fucking randomly get from those. And it takes like ten of them, and it's very annoying. Oh shit! All right, DLC in the Foundation is probably also way annoying because. It's got these trophies for completing all of the missions, so all the side missions and all the normal missions, and finding every collectible, which sometimes that's just annoying because you might miss one, and finding every hidden location. Now, in Altered World event, they switch that to finding 80% of those things, which is kind of nice because you can miss a couple. But in, yeah, the foundation is like, you got to find them all. And what will happen in every single playthrough is I'll get through and there'll always be like one or two. is like, oh, fuck, I missed one. And then it's just sitting there going through this list and then going through your list in the game. But the thing is that they don't, they're not in any, like, they're not in alphabetical order. They're not already got them. They're in just some random fucking order. So it's just going through. It's like, did I find this one? Yeah. Did I find this one? Yeah. I didn't find this one. Fuck. Okay. So that's kind of annoying. Uh, there's also, you have to kill 50 of the newest type of hiss. You have to use the new power a hundred times. That's not too hard. You have to kill a hundred enemies with shield rush. If you're playing in the ultimate edition, there's a new power called shield rush that you can get uh, back in the original game and start doing it there, which is nice. Same with in the Ultra world event, they give you the ability to multi-launch, which is when you do the launch power, if you spend a shitload of points at the end of the thing, you can pick up three at once. And if you kill three people with three, you get a trophy. You can do that anytime, which is nice. 
I'm yeah. talking a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, you got take a take a breath, my friend. Two, three really in, okay. There's a couple of annoying trophies in the foundation. Yes. The first one. Oh, there's a fun trophy where you have to find a bathroom that's actually the astral plane. You'll just walk into it, and that's funny. One of them is a side mission called Jesse Faden, starring in Swift Platforms, which is the op, one of the optional bosses. It's you find this altered item called the uh, the film camera. And when you get on it, all of a sudden you're basically in an eighties action movie where you're on the, you're on basically these train platforms while this eighties synth music is playing and you have to fight enemies while dodging, uh, fucking platforms. Like there's two platforms running like next to each other. And sometimes there'll be, you know, like a sign in front of one. So you got to ditch to the other and ditch back. It's where the, the tele or I keep saying they teleport. The levitate is very important, but like it plays just like there's act one, there's act two. And then the, the actual boss at the end is called the third, uh, third act villain. It's like playing like you're in a movie. It's very fun. It's got cool music, a lot of neon. The boss is a super bitch to fight because you're fighting it while it's constantly dodging and, and moving so you can barely get a shot off and you're fighting while it's much like that Mr. Tomasi guy it's throwing these kamikaze dudes at you but you're also on a platform where you're constantly having to make sure you don't get hit it's hard but it's fun hmm. uh, there's another really fucking annoying trophy called supportive staff where what they introduce in this is that they have these little stations where you can call in a guy to fight with you like this ranger dude with a gun so there's a trophy to get have him get five kills doesn't have to be the same guy you can do it in parts the only problem with that is they suck at shooting and when they do they do shit all damage so what you have to do is this is if you're turning on the one hit kills you got to turn them off you got to shoot guys to like a sliver of health and then just wait and have this guy shoot at them until it kills them and it's completely random if he's going to do it or not uh but not annoying but one of the longest trophies in this is there is a giant sweeping puzzle to find eight hidden maneki nekos to solve this puzzle and i won't get into that because that's super long but it's like you got to do these eight very specific puzzles like one is that in this big sequence in the astral plane there's these gold boxes that they use as keys and you have to shoot one through a bathroom stall and it'll show up in that astral plane bathroom that i was talking about so you can slot it in and all of a sudden that thing will pop up you need to look up a guide for this, but you do these eight puzzles to find these eight maneki nekos and you open up this door that's got eight locks on it and in the end you get back there and there's a big giant picture of a giant Maneki Neko and about a thousand Maneki Nekos. And the reward is you get to wear cat ears. <laughs> so that's fun. Perfect. Uh, the trophies in Altered World event, with the exception of one, are all, well, two are all pretty easy. It's, you know, fight Hartman, defeat Hartman. You got to find 80% of the hidden locations, not all of them. You got to find 80% of the collectibles, not all of them. You got to use that multi-launch. You have to use the new Surge, which is basically a sticky grenade launcher. You got to do that. Uh, like You got to upgrade it. You got to kill 50 enemies with it. You got to attach a sticky grenade to a launch and then throw the launch item at that and blow it up. You got to kill 25 of the new enemy. And then uh, they added this like arcade mode, which is like a horde mode thing. You got to do that once. The annoying part is that there's a trophy called Vending Spree to destroy 80% of the altered vending machines in the investigation room which is in the investigation sector there's all these vending machines which you've seen before they're just like an item that's in the world well randomly five of them are actually possessed and you have to shoot them and explode them the only problem is they have like a one in a hundred per chance of being uh 
possessed. So what it ends up being is that you have to keep running from one sec. There's this run you can do where you go across like six or seven uh, vending machines, and you just have to keep running it, shooting the vending machines, hoping they explode. And when they don't, you have to save, quit out, start over again, and do that so that they have this chance to respawn. Each time I did that, it was hell, and it took me about an hour and a half to two hours each time because the spawn rate is so fucking low. Also, if you're going to do that, now's the time to turn on one-hit kills again because when I had to do that... uh, So when I did it in the Japanese uh, DLC, that that one was the last one I did that was ran recently. So that was the Ultimate Edition that had the one-hit kills. But when I did it, the first time without one hit kills, sometimes you'll shoot those things. They won't die and they'll get away. Oh God. Yeah, it was hell. Anyway, that's all the trophies for fun. I give this game a platinum for trophies. As much as I love this game, just for those annoying ones alone, I'm going to take a point off and say gold because I would say 90% of the plat or the trophies in this game are very easy and you can get the platinum, but there's just a couple trophies that are just real fucking pains in the ass. Yeah, Either I'm, with cheating. I feel you there because just casually going through it myself, like I was just hitting most of the trophies and I was like, wow, this this really doesn't feel like a challenge at all. Like I feel like if you are someone who is uh even See, more on the casual side of, of gathering trophies, like this is one that you might want to just go for. It doesn't you, you fucking say that and you're like, Oh, it's so casual. And it is to get 90, 90 to 95% of them. Yeah. And then you'll get those three trophies yeah. that are just a pain in your ass. But when you get them, they suck, but they feel good to get. You know yeah. What I, mean? It's like, I mean, but that's the thing is at least it's not like um, a whole game where you are just sitting there trying to grind it out like hour to hour to hour. It's like, no, you're going to have a super fun, enjoyable game for like 10 15 hours if you do all the dlc and stuff and you'll get most of those trophies and then yeah those last three that you got to grind out it's like but that's fair i think that's like when it comes to uh finishing off like a trophy collection like that i i I think it's okay to have like those three that are rough um instead of building the whole game around just you know, an arduous task of trophy hunting. 90% of them, 90% of them are easy. 10% are hard. 5% of that hard are earned hard. And then, like I said, there's just like two trophies that are just like, fuck you for this trophy. And it's, (laughs) it's really just, it's the vending machine trophy is just fucking boring. It's the getting the thing for that upgrade, the surge to maximum level. Cause you just have to keep grinding until you find it. And it's that deployed five Rangers kills. Cause it's just like, I don't have any control over this. That I just have to sit here and wait for the AI to not be an idiot. So out of 68 trophies, only three of them are like, fuck this. That's not that bad. No, but I give this. And you don't even need those three to get the platinum. Those are all DLC trophies. Exactly. What do you but you want that 100% though. Well, you've got to get that 100% five times. Exactly. You're not a real Yo, gamer. It's a platinum though. This game's so fucking yeah. fun to play. It's just oh. charming. It's well charming in, in, the, in the way that it's written. I... The writing Love is amazing. The FMVs in this, like I, if you look, th- that's how you do FMVs in games. Or you just have it the way this game does it. Do it that way. Like I love so much about this game. Yeah, sure. There were like just a couple times where I was just getting frustrated against the boss, but it's like, hey, there's accessibility 
you know, could, are accessibility options there for you. So please utilize those when you're playing this game because, th- like, after that, it just made the game so much more pleasurable. I mean, like, here's I the thing. They game. may be hard, but they are, like I said, I did them. It's not like they're twice. unfair, though. That's I did the them thing. twice, completely legit, and then one time semi-legit, and then twice super cheaty. Yeah. And I will say that, like, they are doable. They just take some yeah. time and effort, but they're not, like, fucking i this is impossible doable they're just like this is fucking hard yeah and maybe i need to uh cheese it a little bit i love every time going to the astral plane and just having that like small little section of like combat puzzling like i I love it all i think this game is fucking um, phenomenal you said you like the fmv did you find the secret uh casper darling in his underwear doing a music video oh i have to look that up now yeah look that up i'll look that up casper darling goes insane and does a music video (laughs) And it's him, him taking off his like jumpsuit and he's doing it in his tidy whities singing goodbye horses. Not exactly, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Control is, I want to go on record and say it's the best game that we've ever played on this show. Mm. Out of all the games we've done, it's the number one. Have you played Dark Cloud? Yeah, it was dog shit. <laughs> i'm not gonna gonna let you sit here and say dark cloud is better than hey remember we saw dark cloud for like super expensive uh this past week it was like a hundred dollars dark cloud really worth that much or were they just it it was a sealed copy oh that's why okay yeah but it was a sealed you want to talk about all those bullshit graded games we saw that were like i want eighty five thousand dollars for this game go fuck yourself that's the thing that's what's ruined fucking the card market is because everyone thinks that like this common fucking pidgey you had in your fucking uh childhood collection is worth five hundred thousand dollars now if you put it in a plastic seal no they're fucking card games play video games it's i was gonna relate that to it's it's a card game play with the cards they're meant to be played as a game much like these video games that you were locking into boxes it's just like just play the game like i saw a sealed chrono uh, trigger oh yeah how much was it Four hundred dollars. Yeah, fucking. That one wasn't graded. That was just sealed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that there was. But that, uh, I mean, hey, that makes that it's fucking yeah. sealed. But th- that's the thing. It's like yeah, fault them for that. I don't fault people who want to like. Have I don't stuff in their collection or whatever, but like because I want to open up them up and play them. Yeah, like a couple of the games I bought were a little bit more because they were sealed. But there was like those Vita games where it's just like I don't want to play it, and it was really funny. One of the games I bought, the guy was just like you know this is going for a little bit more it's like yeah it's sealed i was like yeah oh yeah well i'm just gonna open it and it was a guy selling video games was like oh so you get the extra platinums and i was like yeah i was like yeah i get it but like you know it's sealed i gotta charge more it's like i get it yeah like i don't know i just think that like grading them is the dumbest thing in the world right now oh 100 like okay so which, which, back to it, I would totally fucking, it, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The dumbest fucking booth there is Wada had a booth there where you could come up and like get your games graded there. Like you could submit yeah. them and they would grade them later. But they had this booth and they had this wheel. And you know, when people have a wheel, the wheel is to spin to get people to come up and talk to you, right? Right. So that and you so, can tell them what your business is. Yeah. And so there, I was like, yo, what's this wheel about? And it's like, oh yeah, we're water. And we're, you know, if you want, we, you can uh, earn the right to spin the wheels. Like, all right, what are you going to do? Like, sign up for a newsletter, bring us a game, pay to have it graded, and you can spin the wheel. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I looked what was on that wheel. It was like pen, book, you know, like cheap shit. It's like, yeah. you want me to, to, Number one, spend at least $60 to get a game graded. Number two, go against you, all my morals to get a game graded. 
so that I can maybe win a a fucking WADA notebook. Fuck you you know, on Sunday they were just like fucking sign up for the newsletter. We got to get rid of this stuff. We don't want to take it back with us. You know. I don't know. Oh, you know what else I got? I never even talked about. So whatnot was doing a raffle. Yes. Uh, and so I signed up for the raffle. And when you sign up for the raffle, you could play a little plinko board, and it was mostly like. You win a sticker, you can win old cards, but then they had like two grand prizes. One of them was like Vita or some uh, fucking like Switch games. And the other one I got, which was their grand prize, was we made our own whatnot NES game. We only made a hundred of them. You can have one. I was like, uh, all right. <laughs> so I got this fucking NES cartridge that says whatnot on it. I was like, yeah. this is. I remember I seeing it. It didn't even have any want... like fun art or anything. No, it just has it's a just... W on it. Yeah. What I would like to do is smash it with a hammer live on whatnot <laughs> i'll make a whatnot arcade and i'll be our uh, thing i'll be like all right here's what we're doing i'm auctioning off the right to smash this with a hammer <laughs> i think that'd be very funny um yeah okay we did it uh yo well, i got an email for you oh we got an email i'd like an email you got a call for a caller go ahead yo this is a First time, long time. Oh, I do love those. From our good friend. Yeah. But I'm going to bury the lead here now. Oh. Save that to the end of the email. So it's hey, Plat Pack. Uh, I finally hey, have time. what? No, hold on. The Plat hey, Pack. <laughs> okay. Isn't that good? Isn't that a good name? Uh, Why have we never thought of that? Plat hey, pack. speaking of, there was this dude in... There's a video out there now. There's this dude from Australia who like makes videos about platinum stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, submit your name and I'll rate your platinums. I was like, all right, whatever. I put that in months ago and I guess it finally happened. I watched it and it's just some guy reading all of the platinums I have, but it, like skipping all of like the easy ones. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it's a game. And he would like not know sometimes what the game was or like, oh, I, yeah, oh, this. OK, oh, I like that you played this game. It was really weird. Like, hey, good for him for like making videos. But it was really weird to have a guy just like reading names of video games and being like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Why the fuck did you make the video? You're just making a video to make a video. If I you want to watch that, uh, search what the fuck I forget the guy's name is, but uh, just search Doctor Doctor Pepper on YouTube, and you'll probably find him. He's some um, he's an Australian bald guy. Anyway, go ahead. Finally, I have the time uh, to send my buds an email on a simple topic that probably everyone loves to hear. Food, I'm sure. And I, I, uh, I think I know where this is going. I'm sure you guys uh, eat while collecting trophies or watching a long ass cutscene. So I was wondering, what do you both chow down on? Whether it be a meal or a snack, I'm excited to hear your response. My food of choice of playing something like GTA Online is a Club Supreme from Jersey Mike's. The only acceptable sandwich I'd pay over $10 for. Or if I want to snack uh, a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos and a Wild Cherry Pepsi Zero. Uh, and while on the topic of food, I want Ryan to rank every dish he's had at Din Tai Fung on the trophy scale. Your bud, Kevin, the wrestler in training who hopes to debut by the new year. P.S. Don't take bumps. They suck eggs. Yeah, what's up, Kevin? Yo, what's up? Kevin, uh, I didn't know that you were going to start wrestling. I knew that you were, uh, dude's been a ref at Millennium Pro Wrestling and he's showing me some of his shit and I've watched it and it's really cool. Yo, congratulations. If you're going to start wrestling, be careful, take care of yourself. Be don't fucking, oh man, the other night they did, uh, 
they did because of baseball they did dynamite instead of wednesday they did it on tuesday and the final match was hangman versus mox and moxley went for like a, a lariat and accidentally clocked him in the head and knocked him out mm-hmm. the only problem is he knocked him out midair so when he fell he <gasps> fell on his fucking head oh my uh, god yeah oh con- big concussion yeah everyone thought it was way worse because the way he landed they thought he broke his neck thankfully he did not it's just Jeez. concussion which just in concussion is still bad but like shout yeah, out hey man hey man is the, the fucking season. secret hero of AEW. he is the like as much as everybody loves everybody like you know i love orange cassidy and chuck taylor and all these wrestlers at the end of the day hangman is the best like he is the rock of WWE. He is the people's champ. He is the people's choice. He will always and for, uh, really, he would have to do something dastardly to become a heel. He'll never be a heel. He will always be the people's champ. Right. Anyway, shout out Hanger. Uh, get well soon, buddy. Uh, we support you. You have you'll never listen to this. You have no idea who we are, but we love you. Uh, uh Kevin. So okay, best snack while. While playing video games, something yeah, I, it's I, not going to get something's not going to go over your fingies. Well, I feel like we've answered this email, so I want to. I definitely want to tackle. We didn't answer. We didn't answer this email, have we not? No, like something similar to this, right? No, never. Oh my gosh. Okay, what do you snack on then? I know what I snack on. Uh, cheese its I fucking love to eat some cheese its I, I hate cheese its and cheese its go against the getting things on your fingies. No, uh, cheese its are great because they're a cracker. They don't leave a lot like on your they fingers. Got thingy like, residue. Nah, uh, see, I uh, I'm, I'm a healthy boy. I'm a health man. I'm a healther. I don't eat this garbage. Uh, so I've I've gotten my diet a lot better recently. Uh, I would say my favorite snack is uh like a peanut butter with uh and a banana. Or uh, maybe some nuts. I like a cashew, pistachio. Yeah, cashews are great. Uh, those are good. Uh, sometimes I'll have some grapes. Uh, sometimes I will make a little hummus plate, which is, you know, some hummus mm-hmm. and some pita and like some carrot sticks and some celery sticks and some broccoli. And I'll throw a couple of meats on there, some katamata olives, uh, maybe some onion and some goat cheese and feta. And just chat on. I I love making hummus plates. Yo, I'm um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. Cheez-Its are always my go-to snack. I, I fucking hate Cheez-Its. I, I think like they taste crackers. Like, I like Cheez-Its taste like fucking nuclear garbage waste. They can. There there's sometimes where I'm like, I, I I'll eat like, some and just be like, I think I'm good on Cheez-Its for like a good. I, I it's weird. I love like nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. I love like cheddar and sour cream ruffles. I don't like goldfish Cheez-Its. The things that oh, are like all that. I don't like the cheese cracker cheese. I, cheese. I like do it. I like cheese crackers a lot because like when yeah. it comes to like potato chips and stuff, like I'm I'm not. I don't know. I'm not like the biggest potato chip person. I guess. If I'm like, gonna I'm eat a potato gonna eat, chip, like, a cracker, you know. I, if I'm gonna eat a chip, I'm gonna prefer either a Sun Chip. Those are my favorites. A Funyun or a Dorito. If I'm gonna have a potato chip, I'm going to go for like a a, a fucking Ruffles because I Ooh, I don't like so like a, Lay's are a little too thin. Yeah, and they just feel like eating paper. I want some crunch. Yeah. Well, you get those um, lay stacks. There, you get the crunch mm, and the salty. Mm, <laughs> those are like dry your mouth out salty. I'm gonna say something right here. I don't think Pringles are good. I think no, no, Pringles, no, 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 no. They're, they're totally different. Pringles. I know. I know they're totally different. different. But like, I just want to say also, I don't think Pringles are good. I think Pringles are too lax on their seasoning. 
And so it just mm-hmm. tastes like you're eating paper. Well, um, uh, they don't have enough potato content to be considered a potato chip. Is that true? That is true. Crazy. Yeah. But uh, Lay Stacks, they are a potato chip. They're all right. definitely. But let's get to what everyone cares about. Yo. Dintai Fung. Now, I'll have you know, there's a Dintai Fung in Portland. And on the way, when I was fucking like pissed, I was like, fuck this, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Before I left, I stopped by the Dintai Fung in the Washington Square Mall and got <laughs> Dintai Fung to eat in my car on the way home. And then I had extra that I kept so that I could wake up the next morning, reheat it, and have Dintai Fung for breakfast. Genius. That's the play. So he wants us to do what now? Yeah, you got to rank it. Rank every dish you've had. I've had a lot. Okay. Um, I mean, S tier. Got to go. Start with S tier. S tier, the, the green beans. The, the garlic sauteed green beans are S tier. Uh, another appetizer, the sweet and sour pork baby back ribs. I'm going to call that A tier. They are good. Uh, but you will they're pretty expensive and you only get like four or five of them. And that's hard to share with a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, they're good. I'm not usually much for pork ribs, but the, the sweet and sour sauce is pretty good. It's a little tangy. Uh, the cucumber salad B the cucumber salad is just some cucumbers with, it's like if they wanted to give you pickles, but instead of giving you the pickles, they just gave you cucumbers with like the sauce on top of it, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I still like a good cucumber. It's crunchy. So I'll give that a B. Uh, the 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 pork jalong bao, just the straight pork dumplings, S tier. Those are the thing you go for. It's just pork and soup. The crab and pork jalong bao are going to get a B, and I'll tell you why. I don't think crab and pork go together very well. So you get like the pork is there, and then you get this crab, which I like crab, but I don't think the flavors meld together. So like they feel too separate. Mm, okay. All right, the chicken dumplings are a solid B. They're good chicken dumplings. They got a little soup in them, but like it's just a chicken dumpling. It's nothing special. The shrimp, the shrimp and pork dumplings. Now, and it said crab and pork don't get together. You know what does go together? Shrimp and pork. Fucking amazing. Very very good. You get the pork. You get that crunch of the shrimp. I thought they're great. The shrimp and pork shao mai, which is that's where it's like a little purse, and then it's got the sh- the the pork and the soup inside. And then it's got the little like medallion of shrimp on top S tier, because those are you can bite the top and you get the pork and the soup. And then is a little treat. You get a little piece of uh, shrimp. Um, the pork buns, I'm going to call. I'm going to call those B tier. I like the pork buns. I really do. But the problem is, I feel like there's too much bun and not enough pork. But that's not their fault. I think that I'll take a pork bun. Anywhere they have them at Disneyland and they're good. But I think that's something inherently with pork buns is that there's too much like of the 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 outside and not enough of the inside. And it's like, yeah, you're supposed to dip the outside so it gets some flavor. But I don't know. I just I feel like I could use less dough and more in, you know, uh, the pork, uh, the shrimp and pork spicy wontons. These are the ones that they're not they're They're like kind of. These ones aren't crispy like the other ones. These are like the, the steamed ones, so they're floppy. Uh, they're fine. The spice is good. Uh, they're a little floppy for me, but shrimp and pork and the spice is good. Uh, chicken spicy wonton, same thing. I call the shrimp and pork kielbasa wontons an A. Chicken spicy wontons a B. Uh, what else have I had there? Uh, so yeah, we said the string beans with garlic. That's S tier. SSS, SSS, triple, quadruple S tier. String beans with garlic. 
cannot be fucked with the best beam um what else have i had there uh the shrimp and curb out of pork pot stickers where they come like that's the crispy ones those are i'm gonna say like uh i'm gonna call them a they're good but they're like stuck together and it's just like everything else that was so much better um their noodles and spicy sauce they do a good noodle but uh you know, it's it's noodles. It's a B. It's like you can't fuck up noodles, but they're also they're you're not going for noodles, right? Uh, they're I got what white rice, sticky white rice, A tier. I mean, just white rice by itself. How can you fuck with that, right? Uh, what else? Uh, and then for desserts, I've had two desserts there. So they used to have one that's not on the menu anymore. They had these black sesame ones. I call those like black sesame tastes a lot like uh peanut butter but with like more of a grainy taste i know that my friends love those and i think they're the best thing ever and i thought they were okay i called them b but the new thing they have is a chocolate mochi jalangbao which is basically just like this little dumpling full of molten chocolate pudding oh that's fucking s tier they're like chocolate gushers uh as far as beverages i've gotten the boba tea there uh it's good boba tea a tier and then for the drinks they have a, a pear lychee martini i'd call a tier and then they have another one. I don't remember what was in it, but it was called a, a Sailor Moon. And it was very good. I call that an S tier. All right. That's everything I've ever had at Din Tai Fung. You yes. now live near Din Tai Fung. Can we say that? Uh, oh, I don't know about that one. How many Din Tai Fungs are there? There's one in Seattle. There's one in Portland. There's one in San Francisco. There's one in LA. There's one in San Diego. And there's one in Taiwan. See, I, people are going to know that I live in Taiwan. You gotta bleep that out. <laughs> uh, next time I come up to see you, we should go to Dentai Fun. Hell yeah. Oh, you know what? They also had a fried pork chop. Uh, C tier. It's just kind of dry. Mm. Uh, I took a date to Dentai Fun once and she claimed that she was allergic to all vegetables because she could taste the chlorophyll. What the fuck? Yeah, the only thing that she could eat was a fried pork chop. Uh, I've never talked to that girl again. Yeah, that sounds like the right thing to do. <laughs> I don't trust anyone that says they don't like vegetables. You know what? I, I was somebody who uh, would have been that person, but I, I think I've come around. Like, I think I've grown up on that. I love vegetables. Salad is probably, if you're talking top five favorite foods of all time, it's like sushi, curry, ramen, uh, uh, salad, and burritos. <laughs> burritos. Burritos is my favorite uh, food you. group. <laughs> Burritos is great food. Holy shit. Uh, Pizza. Let's... And fucking uh, meatloaf. And fucking... Uh, Here, here's the best gamer uh, fucking food. Here's like my like Friday night. Like just want to hang out with friends and play games online. Mm-hmm. I'm going to order a pizza. Uh, pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really care about the crust size. Like I, I like it all thin, Detroit style, fucking pan. Mm-hmm. Like I love all. I don't care. It can vary. Uh, but I want extra sauce. Mm. Light cheese. You're a monster. Uh, <laughs> it's Friday night. I want a game with my friends. Here's what I'm ordering: Philly roll, Crunchy roll, Las Vegas roll, an order of unagi, an order of Ika. And some gyoza on the side. I will not eat all of it, but I want pieces of a little bit of each, and then I'll eat the rest the next morning. It's fair. Sushi, baby. I'll never say no to sushi. Yo, we do also have a Thailand talk. 
saw him yeah we did our boy tylon does he want tylon says hey doc and chris how does why am i so mean whenever (laughs) (laughs) tylon's like your um like your arc right like he's he's the guy that you've known tylon longer than me Uh, that is true so you can be a little bit more personal like arc right he's like my whipping boy like i can can like clown on him when i want right uh, yeah. So I had a super fun time hanging with y'all at uh, Portland Retro Game Expo. Uh, after getting the collector's edition of New Vegas, I've started working on getting the platinum for the game, yeah. which I've already made good progress on. You and I've completed the crappy use... caravan trophies. So the rest oh, should be a That fucking cable. caravan trophy sucks so much ass. Uh, Tylon, you should use a guide that tells you how to set it up so that you can get to a point where you don't have to do the game six times and you can have all the endings <laughs> ready to go. All right. Uh, last that? week, the two of you were talking Marvel and more importantly about who you wanted to play Doctor Doom. Uh, yeah. now, I don't know who should play him, but what I do know is that Doctor Doom should be a Darth Vader situation where there's an actor in the suit and a voice actor for the voice of Doctor Doom. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I I'm, I'm into that. that. I totally like you said, that. I want Doom to never take the mask off. Yeah, d- definitely. Just find like um a really good stage actor, like someone who can be expressive with their body, or like you know, in in a in a very like oh, commanding. He's not way. big enough, but like bring back Andy Circus. Yeah, just have he him do it. <laughs> I, I don't think he's tall enough. Or who's that yeah. other guy? Doug Jones, the guy that plays like everything else. Yeah. He was like the the dude from Pan's Labyrinth with the yeah. eyes in his hand, or he was like um, Abraham. What's his name from Lincoln from Hellboy? Vampire. Oh okay. no! <laughs> what was what was the fish man from Hellboy? Uh oh my god! Yeah, I think it's Abraham. Hey right? Siri, Google Hellboy fish man. <laughs> hold on, hold on, please hold. Serious searching. Uh, uh, Abraham Sapien. There we go. Uh, it says, I don't know who should uh, be or do the voice, uh, but it should be full of pride, confidence, and megalomaniac. I feel you there. Uh, the closest I could think is James Spader, but he already did Ultron. Yeah, yeah he's already been Ultron. He was. Uh, that's the best part of Age of Ultron is James Spader. I, no one shits on that movie, but I love it just for James Spader. James Spader can do no wrong in my book. I don't think James Spader's voice is the right kind of voice there. Fuck you oh um, you mean you mean for doom or for for doom wrong? for doom uh, yeah yeah his, doom his needs to he he's needs to be like be, dark or he's got to have a lower octave yeah james spader's up here and he's good and he's menacing but he it's i mean can't be james Earl jones uh i mean it could be signed over the rights to his voice forever yeah. um i'm trying to think of like who's got that like tom hardy yeah you could see that I am I'm Dr. Doom. Oh, I'm this will the Doom uh, Also, when they I introduce... Bavaria. <laughs> molded by it. Uh, also, when they introduce Doom, he should have a knowledge of every event in the MCU and was able to prevent the Latveria, uh to prevent Latveria from being effective uh or affected by the snap uh knows no, about tva in the multiverse he cannot, nope he they need to go all out for doom if anything the 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 uh dooms like fucking uh what's it called his origin story mm-hmm. should be that laveria got 
for some reason my very got snapped more than because it was like hit more than anyone but like he got hit more than anyone and like doom was somehow able to like bring them back and when everyone got snapped back he was able it was like one of the few places because you know when they when they did uh the falcon and winter soldier one of the big things was like resources for all the people snapped back and that was a problem and it should be like Latveria was the one place where like people got snapped back and it was like he actually made it so that they could come back to a place of plenty and everything is fine and they were all welcomed back and they all heralded Doom as a savior because of it. Yeah, I I really just don't know what they're gonna do with Doom because it's like they're gonna fucking <sighs> kill it. Did we talk about oh. hold on? When we talked about the last episode, mm-hmm. Shield hadn't ended, how did it? No, because it was a uh, fucking ending. Fucking great. That's exactly what it should have been. Like, yep. I, yep. I I hear there's some people complaining about it. They can people shut their suck. fucking mouths because that's exactly what the fucking comic would have done. Ruled. Shield was so much fun. I love that at the end of it, Blonsky also wasn't a villain. Yeah, uh, I was glad about that. I was, everyone was just like, he's a part of intelligence. Yeah. No, he didn't know what was going on. He was just yeah, yeah. barn for money. He he was yeah, he was just he just went for money. He was just like, Oh, I'm a public speaker. Like I'll speak if fucking the money is there. So like yeah, yeah. I was into it. But yeah. I'm and very excited like, about it. He got away and he gets the fuck off and be with Wong. And, yeah. What's and, going on with that? Be, and now the show is gonna be it's gonna be Abomination, Wong, and Madison. Just being pals. Just watching uh like scrubs next or something. Uh says keep up the great work, Tylon. PS, since it's spooky season, what is your go-to horror film? Personally, oh this you know what? This is a good segue. Personally, I love to watch Army of Darkness, which isn't really horror in comparison to the previous Evil Dead films, but I've always been a fan of horror comedy and always laugh whenever watching it. Thank you, Tylon. Um three. Halloween three season of the witch cabin in the woods and uh, saw. Yeah, I really like the first saw movie. Um, I don't mention Friday the the 13th part six. Jason lives. That's a funny kooky one. Uh, I'll put Shaun of the Dead in there. uh, Shaun of the Dead, I think is a little played out. No, it's fucking brilliant. It's uh, I think it's just been shown too many times to me. I don't know. That's I think you no. Know, what it is is people quote it too much. Mm, okay. um, uh, I really love the purge anarchy and purge election year. Uh, I think if you're looking for a really fucking scary movie, look, watch High Tension, which is a movie from France that'll freak you the fuck out. Um, and, uh, you know, all the ho- Hall- Halloweens are always fun. Um most uh, Halloween is such a weird fucking. Th- I still haven't seen Halloween ends. I need to go see that. But Halloween is this weird series where like there's Halloween one, and then there's Halloween two, and the season of the witch doesn't count. It's like Tokyo Drift, where it's the best one, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything else, so it doesn't really count. And then you've got Halloween four, five, and six, which is one, two, four, five, six is one storyline, and then it goes. Well, we need to restart, so it goes one, two, H two O and Resurrection. And then Rob Zombie's like, well, I'm going to make my own one or two. And then you got these new ones that go, well, nothing counts except for one. And then Halloween, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Right. <laughs> what a fucking weird story. Like, they just can't decide. And like, the thing is, with the exception of like two movies, three movies, they're all pretty like Halloween one is, of course, great. Halloween two is really fun. Halloween four is this weird one where it's like Michael Myers niece is a little kid they gotta stop her because she's got the evil in her it's a gene and then 
Halloween five and six are this thing about the cult of the Thorn. We we went over this last time, didn't we? Mm, no, I think yeah, we, we just did that in person. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Halloween five and six are this thing where it's like uh, Michael Myers is actually this kid that this evil cult prayed to in his town so that he could be the antichrist and the devil could put his soul in his body. So he's a soulless killing machine and that's why he's got superpowers. And then that shit was real stupid. So then they did Halloween resurrection where it's like, okay, Laurie Strode is his sister, but it's just that he's a fucking weirdo. And then that one is okay. And then they do Halloween resurrection where it's like, I'm Buster Rhymes and I bought <laughs> Michael Myers' house and I'm going to have a reality show. And, and it just fucking sucks. Excellent garbage shit. Then they did, Listen, I think the Rob Zombie Halloween 1 is a good movie. I yeah. think Halloween 2 Rob Zombie sucks because they try to do all this thing of like him taking off the mask yeah. and like trying to like humanize him and his mom's like a ghost. And of course, they had to find a way to put Sherry Moon Zombie in it because that's all that Rob Zombie does. Yeah. I like Rob Zombie. He makes a lot of good movies. Uh, and his wife is fun in a lot of them, but you oh, until you learn everything. Wait until you watch his latest movie, The Monsters, the Monsters 2022. Oh, five-star movie uh there's a couple of rob zombie movies i want to watch that i've never seen i've never saw so i've seen how the other corpses in devil's rejects i've never seen three for hell which closes that i didn't see that and you see lords of salem and i've never seen 31 uh those are the three of his movies i'd like to see sometime this month and then you get these new ones where they say that one counts two doesn't count so it's really cool that at the end uh so halloween the new one from a couple of years ago that whole thing is just like, no, Laurie Strode is not a sister. Laurie Strode is some lady. Laurie Strode is convinced that Michael Myers has some connection to her. And Michael Myers has no fucking clue who she is and couldn't care less. All he does is murder because that's all he knows how to do. And then you have Halloween Kills, which tries to play this fucking message and it sucks shit. And then you got Halloween Ends, which I don't know anything about and don't tell me anything. Because I'm going to go <laughs> see it. But I hear people say it's great and I hear people say it's the worst fucking movie of it's all time. So I guess we'll find out. awful. No, well, let me make my own decision. Yeah, ass face. that's fair. <laughs> Speaking of scary movies, should we let the yes? The, I was going to say the callers in on a treat. The perfect so, segue into our next episode. The next episode should be in two weeks, but it's not. It's a week from today because that's Halloween, and we're going to do something special. We are. So if you could go find a copy on vhs no <laughs> i don't think just, i don't think so but okay, here's what we're gonna do people do this all the time where they yeah. watch a movie and they do their own commentary track we're gonna do that and we're decided to do we got to do a video game movie and we got to do a spooky movie so we are going to watch because of the announcements that came out last yeah because well, apparently we're getting a fucking another one silent hill 2 for bloober team and silent hill some things with Bad Robot and Silent Hill F. We're going to watch the Silent Hill movie. Yeah. And we're going to talk over it so that you can sync it up and watch it while you listen to us talk about it. And that's going to be a super secret Halloween. Should we also let the people in on what the next regular episode is? Yes. Also, yeah. So look out for the, the Halloween episode on Halloween. Uh, be Silent Hill, the movie. And then after that... Our regular episode, which will take place the following Monday, November November the seventh, just a few short days away from the, the release of God of War Ragnarok, are going to play to God play of War twenty sixteen, which I've never played. Did you want to try that again? Wait, what are we doing? God of War twenty eighteen. There was it twenty eighteen? Yes, it's twenty eighteen. No fucking way. I thought it was twenty sixteen. Are you fucking kidding me right now? No, I thought it was 2016. 2018. 2018? Yes! 
What the fuck? You want to bet a billion dollars on it? No, because I it probably did come out then. Of course, it came out then. Uh, uh, it's been on the schedule really for like me. a whole year as God of War 2016. It's 2018. It was totally got it. Yeah, it was 2018. Yes, Holy shit. Of course. Okay. Because not only, of course, because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> you know why I'm smarter than you? Because what? I have more trophies than you. Hey, Brad, if you're still listening, fuck you. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to send us questions, gaming memories, comments, or if you just want to know when the next episode is going to drop, then you can follow us on Twitter at More Trophies Pod. That's M-O-R-E-T-R-O-P-H-I-E-S-P-O-D. That's More Trophies Pod. Also, you can email us at I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. It's just the name of the show, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow Ryan at Dr. Underscore Ryan on Twitter. You can also keep up to date with his Monday night Twitch streams office hours at twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Underscore Ryan. That's Dr. Underscore R-Y-A-N. Dr. Underscore Ryan on both Twitch and Twitter. And follow Chris on Twitter at Burezu in Japan. Now, I know, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry, I'm going to spell it out for you right now. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U-I-N-J-A-P-A-N. It's all one word, Burezu in Japan on Twitter. And when they are streaming, you can check them out at twitch.tv forward slash Blaze TK. That's B-L-A-Z-E, the letter T, the letter K on Twitch, Blaze TK. Thank you again so much, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.